3: Three,
4: two, one
3: government again, putting a band-aid on it. Similar to the housing crisis, the roads are a disgrace.
5: You have three beautiful sons. He said, go and treat them to something. I thought, how kind of a stranger. We want a resolution because adults got around the table and realised what needed to happen.
4: Join the conversation. Call 0818 96 96, 96.
3: Text or WhatsApp 083 396
4: Email opinion at 96fm.ie. This
3: is the Opinion line with P. DJ Cougan. Cork
6: 96 FM. Good morning, Cork. It's actually Joe Shea sitting in for P.J. this morning. Listen, it's the news that nobody wanted to hear this morning. Unfortunately, uh, there's an alert out from Middleton. It's happened in the last hour or so. The river is rising again. There's two parts, particularly of the town, that are being monitored. If you are in and around Middleton, if you're going in the direction, if you're going into the town, if you were going to go into the town today, please stay away because the emergency services need to have the clearance there the army are on standby uh, it's a very fast developing story so that what we are going to do this morning is we're going to keep you totally across everything that's happening and we're lucky because the first person we're going to talk to here is Niall Healy Director of Roads, Roads and Transportation for Cork County Council good morning Niall
0: good morning Joel, good morning to listeners. Yeah,
6: listen Niall, it's, it's a fast developing situation at the moment we know that there's an alert can you bring us up to date on what's happening down in Middleton and elsewhere in East Cork
0: Okay, Joe, well, I suppose overnight we had a level yellow rainfall alert. And whilst most of that rainfall was concentrated more to the western end of the county, um, there were some significant downpours that were localised right throughout the the county, including North Cork and East Cork. Uh, So as of now, we're monitoring the situation in Middleton very, very closely um, as you mentioned there, there's a number of of locations that we're concerned about. The woodland estate is one such area. Um, the river levels there are extremely high, and while there hasn't been any flooding in the last uh, hour or two, um, it's very, very close to a situation where those um, rivers, that river, the Yarra River, could could burst its banks. So Gardaí have been of as um and worked with council crews to alert residents in that estate. Mm. There's about six or seven properties that are particularly high risk of, of being impacted and uh, experienced flooding in the last 36 hours. So those same properties, again, are, are at high risk, unfortunately.
6: And you're going door to door, the Gardaí and, and, and council's staff are going door to door and letting people know about this in the areas that could be affected?
0: Yes, exactly. Yeah, Everyone in that particular state that's at risk has been alerted now at this yeah. stage, so at least we're happy um, that that has happened because obviously it's safeguarding the general public is our first and yeah. foremost priority here. What,
6: um, what, about the, what about the town itself? Because we saw the devastation there yesterday. Is there a risk of flooding in the main street and those businesses that were already under water?
0: Yes, unfortunately the risk remains. Um, all of Middleton really is at risk at this point in time. Um, but having said that, it's not an acute risk mm-hmm. right now. Um, what people will see if they walk up and down the, the main street in Middleton is they may see water surcharging up through the manhole covers. Um, now, that's not of immediate concern. Um, that That's uh, something that we're monitoring at the same time, but um again you know we we have to actively manage the situation as best we can and it's the northern extremes of the town are, are the priority for us right now the mill road and the riverside way area as well oh, those two locations
6: okay the mill road and the mill road and the uh, riverside way riverside those mill. two yeah what about sandbags if people need those are they available Uh, They're in very scarce supply,
0: unfortunately, and the supplies that the council had have been fully utilised and we have encouraged people to, you know, if they can, to make their way to a local DIY store. But even at that point, um, you know, stocks are very, very low and sold out in, in particular in East Cork.
6: We heard the army are on standby as well.
0: They are, and they've been very helpful and very, um, supportive of the collective efforts there over the last 36 hours. Um, and they they played a very important role along with the other emergency services. So, yes, they are in standby as well.
6: OK, so what the next few hours, obviously, are going to be crucial. The tide is is, is going out at the moment, uh, as, I, as I don't understand it. What kind of timescale are we looking at here? Is it, like, will you know within an hour or two whether it's going to be a bad day for everybody in Middleton in that area?
0: Yeah, the next few hours really are crucial because of the the river waters start to make their way from North Cork and other parts of East Cork uh, and funnel into the Onakura River and then meet meet the rivers in in the town area itself. Um, So we're going to have to just monitor it very, very closely and that's what we're doing. We've had staff and crews um, monitoring this overnight um, and that's why we activated our emergency response plan um, at 6 a.m. this morning. We reactivated it in the context of woodlands and we have um, a coordination meeting coming up at half nine this morning Notes okay. to take stock of the situation again. I'll,
6: I'll let you go, sir, because I know you're going to be a very, very busy man. Um, can you, just one thing, what do you need the public to do? What's the, what's the advice to the public?
0: I think in the Middleton area, be on very high alert. Um, if there's any concerns, make contact with the local emergency services. Um, but just to be reassured that we are... Monitoring the situation and okay. taking action where it needs be, and beyond that, just across the county, just it's worth saying, Joe, that um, there has been a lot of heavy rainfall overnight. That has resulted in debris on the roads. Um, there's a lot of road damage throughout the county that we haven't got a full sense of yet. Okay. So again, Take you know, care. we'd encourage the public to, to report uh, any significant damage to their local council office.
6: Okay. Um, Niall, um, Director Niall Healy, Director of Roads and Transportation with Cork City Council. You've got an emergency meeting at 9.30. We'll let you go. Appreciate it. Uh, thank you for talking to us this morning. Thank you very much, Stuart. Thank you. Now, um, we're going to go to uh, David Joyce. He's Director of Services, Cork City Council. Uh, David, good morning. Good morning, Joe. Good morning to your listeners. Now, w- we've just heard from Middleton... What's the situation in Glanmire? Because people in Glanmire will be worried. They're hearing Middleton is, is facing possible more trouble again. And we're actually hearing that the river has burst its banks in one part of Middleton. We're getting reports of that. We will confirm it very shortly. What about Glanmire? What, uh, what's the situation there?
5: So in Glanmire, we've had crews out there all morning. and We've got crews, for example, out of Copper Valley. Um, and there is no flooding to be reported at this point in time. In fact, the river at this point is one metre below the bank level. Uh, there is some flooding out further out the road in New Line. Uh, we believe that's due to blocked gullies, due to silt and other debris being washed into gullies overnight. So we have a crew out there cleaning that as well. In relation to the road closure that have been in Glenmire for the last two days, uh, all of them except for one has been lifted. There is still no true traffic from the Dunkettle roundabout to Churchill. That road is closed, however we are facilitating access to Vienna Woods so anybody who wants to access Vienna Woods yeah. can only do so from not keckle roundabout uh, and you can't travel any further beyond that. We have a, a severely damaged culvert that we've been working on for two days and we'll be continuing to work on yeah.
6: today. It, how tough is it, are the conditions out there? Because we all know that there's an emergency on and people worry, but we, there, are guy, there are staff, there are council people out there working. What is it like for them who are uh, out in these conditions?
5: In in, in fairness, there are absolutely magnificent staff in Cork City Council. This is their third day of being out, possibly 12 hours per day, out every morning before 6am right to 9, 10, 11 o'clock at night. They have done a tremendous work and I personally would like to thank all of the staff in Cork City Council, Cork City Fire Brigade and the Cork City Civil Defence who have been out in these horrendous conditions, soaked to the skin providing the public service as his
6: only right. So uh, that's great and it's very important that we recognise that and we have everybody who's been kind of following this uh, and the whole county has been following it. We'll, we'll, we'll have seen what's uh, been going on with those frontline responders and council staff. But what about Glamorgan now? Is there a risk of further flooding in the way that Middleton is facing another terrible day? Is there a risk in Glamorgan? Joe,
5: I can never say there's never a risk, right. but no, we're not expecting there to be any further incidents in Glanmire at this point in time. Okay.
6: What about this um, story that was, we were hearing overnight that there was a, a mattress blocked to one of the culverts in Glamware and that added to the, to the issues there?
5: That, that is correct. So the culvert at the end uh, over by the Hazelwood uh, Road, the, one, the the second culvert that was damaged and blew out, one of the reasons that was damaged was some time ago somebody put a mattress in there where the through it of the river got washed down or how it got in there is unknown. But when we, when the culvert blew and we went in to repair that culvert, we pulled a bicycle out of it. We pulled a mattress out of it. So, I mean, this is disgraceful that people would yeah. do something like this. And um, so we would ask people to please respect, respect the rivers. Respect the environment, and please do not do stupid things. Yeah, like
6: that. it's it's insane, and you see it all the time in Cork. And I, I can never understand myself Somebody throwing an entire bed into a little culvert and expecting it to be washed away—it's it's just madness. The way some people treat our our, our vital in, infrastructure, isn't it? it?
5: It is, yes, Joe. And they don't. They, they, they may say they don't understand the possible implications, but they should. Anybody who thinks you can throw a couch, a city, a bike a mattress or any other large object into a culvert and not have that cause problems. The issue is that other debris, branches and other debris that would normally pass through that culvert without any hindrance, gets caught in the bigger debris that's thrown in by humans and therefore that then builds up over time and that's what causes a lot of the okay. culverts to block. But
6: uh, we've also heard a lot of people and your Director of Services at Cork City Council talking about drains that aren't cleared in the city centre. And this has been an issue that I'm sure you'll be aware of that people have been talking about for years. You know, you walk around the city and you see grass growing out of of some drains. Is this something that we're going to be taking more seriously from now on?
5: With all due respect to Joe Cork, City Council takes our drains very, very seriously. We have over 30,000 gullies across the city. We have a program of works for all of those gullies, and we do visit all of those gullies. And some gullies in uh, flood-prone locations are locations that are prone to silting up, for example, are visited a lot more often than others. Mm. If somebody does see a gully that is blocked, we have a phone number they can ring us on, 021-492-4000. That's 021-492-4000, and we will go look at that gully. But the other important thing to remember, Joe, is the actual design of gullies. Gullies are designed to have silt in them.
6: Right, okay. Right. So
5: they, it, it's almost like if you have your sink at home, if you put the plug into your sink, right, there's an overflow at the top of the sink. So the water in a gully, unlike your sink, doesn't leave the bottom of the gully. It leaves the top of the gully. If you had a gully designed with the plug hole, as it were, at the end of the gully, any leaf or any bit of silt that went in there would automatically block it up. Right. So okay. the gully is designed to have the water come out the top, so you can actually have the gully pot. It's designed to fill up with silt over time. Right. You've got eight inches of silt in the gully, and that gully is working just perfectly right. well. So they're designed that you don't have to go every single day. You couldn't go to thirty thousand gullies every single day.
7: Of course. So we, we know that.
5: A, yeah. No. No. So they're designed to take a certain amount of silt before they require. Um, but as I said, if anybody does see a gully yeah. that they're concerned about, 021-492-4000 and we have a dedicated gully crew who will go over that. that that's
6: guy. a very good point because you know what, I've, I, I say I've seen gullies like that but I've never reported them and that's on me as well and I suppose on people in, in areas as well. If you don't know about problems, if people don't take the time to report problems, it's going to take you a while to get around to solving them.
5: No, and that's a very important point, Joe. We'll be delighted if
6: members of the public report these. And yeah.
5: as you said, we can't advise everywhere, but there are 222,000 eyes across city, Cork City yeah. who can help us out in this area. And if they do see something they're concerned about, that's the phone number they should bring.
6: Okay. We're just hearing now again that the, the river, uh, in Middleton is, is starting to, to, to break over the banks. And um, so, uh, it's, it's a very fast moving situation, David. I'm sure you're very busy this morning. But David Joyce, Director of Services, Cork City Council, thank you. And thanks to all of your staff who've been working like maniacs for three days. Thank you very much, Joe. Thanks. Okay, we're going to take a very short break. We'll be back after the break and we'll be talking to the fire service in Middleton because that is developing very quickly out there. Thank you.
4: Join the conversation.
3: This is the Opinion Live.
4: With Hidden Hearing. focused solely on your hearing health for over 35 years. They're all ears. Visit hiddenhearing.ie. Fox 96 F-
6: Mark Sinclair, station officer in Middleton Fire Station. I know you're going to be insanely busy this morning. Can you very quickly tell us what's going on in Middleton at the moment?
1: Yeah, can you hear me all right? I can. There, you can? I we guess can hear you. One. Okay, okay um, yeah, um, about 7 o'clock earlier this morning we stopped getting calls. Um, the crew were on rest for 5 or 6 hours, or so cold and you all were covering the area for us. Uh, we came back and called at 7 o'clock and responded to the river nearly busting its banks again. Um, so, lucky enough, um, I think it was Power Out uh, and Carry 2 that dropped off a lorry load of sand at the Tesco Car Park. Uh, we filled maybe another 500 sandbags and placed them where we could. So, um, we're totally out of sandbags now again. And just uh, people calling to the station that their houses are nearly flooded, So we're just going out there now to try and stop the water. But it's, it's um, it, we're fighting a losing battle. It, yeah. You know, uh, the water has just nowhere
6: to go. Um, I can I can hear it in your voice. I mean, I, I your your men must be exhausted at this stage.
1: I think every one of them are walking now with bones in their heels. The skin has gone from walking in wet boots for two days, and and they're still they're still going. It's absolutely fantastic.
6: Well, they're absolute heroes. They're absolute heroes. And is, has the river burst its bank now, Middleton, or, or do you know?
1: Uh, yeah, in places, yes. Places. Yes, but okay. it's, not, it's not as bad, nowhere near as bad yet, but high tide isn't, um, hasn't, um, we haven't reached high tide yet. Okay. There's absolutely nowhere for the water to go, the drains are blocked, the monster drains are out there as well now trying to, to, to clear drains with the council and stuff, so it, it's, um, it's just an
6: ongoing battle. Mark, just one, one last question for you, because I know you're getting calls from all over the place at the moment, what should people, do yep. to help your guys, to help you, what do people need to do?
1: Oh, whatever they do, do not walk in the flood water anyway, because that's the most dangerous thing. Manholes have lifted. You can't see these manholes, and unfortunately, if you get trapped in these manholes, some of these manholes are twenty feet deep. You yeah. can go down, and you know it's, it's just don't walk in flood waters. It's we 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 the process of doing is that we have a stick in front of us to make sure that wherever we put our feet, it's going to hold our our, our body weight. That there's, there's, there's a solid um solid on underneath us. So it's just a matter of um just not walking. If if, if your house is flooding and you're in um a two story house just, just go upstairs, don't Tough don't vote. Um and call for help and we will get to you at some stage. Um we, we might can get there straight away but when you have two hundred calls to deal with yeah. um you now as I say it's absolutely fantastic with all the emergency services that help us. Yeah but my, my, my phone is absolutely happy here and i have missing
6: three calls you know know? I'm going <laughs> to yeah. let um, you go listen I hope you, I hope you and your men uh, your guys get a break uh, uh, no at problem. some stage thank you very much and thank you for what hey. you're doing Thank you, thank you. Okay, that's Mark Sinclair. He's a station officer in Middleton Fire Station. His phone is melting. His men have been on their feet for three. Days. He said three, two days. I think he he's missing a day at this stage, and it's understandable because they have been going nonstop. They got five hours rest last night, and they had to have cove cover for them. Um, the great thing about the Cork County Fire Services, they cover for each other. They're retained fire firemen. They are part time. They have jobs. They have families. They've their own houses are flooding. They told us yesterday, Mark told us yesterday. He had two men, their own houses were flooding, and they left those homes and they went out and helped others. Incredible work. Please listen to them. Do not wade in floodwaters in Middleton. Do not go into the floodwaters. Okay, we're going to stay in Middleton. We've got Dara McGann. Uh, Dara, can you hear me? Joe, very good morning. Good morning. Dara, you're a taxi driver down in Middleton. What's happening there at the moment? Well, I've
8: just returned to Cove now, Joe. I dropped people into Middleton this morning who were going to work. And it was the utter fear in their voices, in their demeanour, not knowing what they were facing into. And as we were arriving in Middleton, these people were getting calls to say that the river was bursting its banks, that the area of woodland was starting to fill again. And then they were listening to somebody from the county council that you were talking to, and they were saying what's going on here it's not what he's talking about the reality is different
6: In fairness Tara, and in fairness, this situation is moving so quickly because I was walking across town today in the rain but the rain was easing off I was thinking okay great you know what we're getting a break it's starting to go the river is down I was looking at the lee the, 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 the The alert only came at eight o'clock. This is all moving so quickly, so you know we have to re- remember that about the council. I mean they are in a very difficult situation they're dealing with like a once in a, uh, a generation or more event but but it's understandable as well on the other hand, that people are kind of going they want information they want to know because like yourself you, you've been you've been helping people i suppose you 've been getting people through and moving people around but the people who are sitting in your cab. What, what is the mood like?
8: Very sombre, very nervous, uh, very worried. Mm. Um, are they going to have jobs to go to? I mean, these people were just going in to help in the cleanup process. Yeah. Um, one person said to me, I don't know will I have a job to go to tomorrow or the day after, but right now I need to help. I need to... But what they're asking for is help. They're asking for hope, yeah. To come from government, I know we had the T shirt there yesterday, but they just want a little bit of hope.
6: Yeah. We all do at this stage because I think break as well because, you know, you see that the Taoiseach visited yesterday and people were thinking, okay, you know, that's almost like a sign. The crisis is over. The Taoiseach has arrived. He's looking around. Okay, now the cleanup begins. And then this morning, wham, it's like a punch in the face again for people in Middleton, for people in Glanmire. And of course, we should remember it's not just Middleton. There are other parts of East Cork that have uh, and Waterford that have been absolutely hammered. Are you going to stay working for the day now? Because we're hearing that the roads, you know, are dangerous and that there's debris on roads and there's so much damage that the the two councils, Cork City and Cork County, don't know exactly how much damage there is out there and how much risk there is out there for people. Are you going to stay on the roads today?
8: Absolutely, Joe. I will will try and do my best. Like Wednesday, I went into Middleton to see if I could help in any way. And I was asked to bring a student who was on work placement Staying in Cove, a French student, had no way of getting back. And I said, look, I'll bring them home. And I, I wasn't looking for money or I'd charge them or anything. Mm. Uh, this, uh, look, times like this, we just need to put our shoulders to the wheel, help each other out, and we will get through it. Yeah,
9: we will,
6: because, you know, hopefully, hopefully, uh, what's happening in Middleton will will not be as bad. And we're hearing it; it it's likely not to be as bad as it was. But that we need to get through the next few hours. And that's that's what people are talking about now because there's, there's a lot of nervous people in Glamour, in Middleton, elsewhere. Um, uh, Darragh, thanks for talking to us this morning. I'm sure you're going to be very busy. And I'm sure your phone, like anybody who can help anybody, their phones must be hopping at the moment.
8: Well, Joe, all I'd say is that I'm from Cove, but the people of Middleton have been very, very good to me over many, many years, yeah. and I'm only too delighted to help in any
6: way yeah. I can. And we're seeing the, the, the fire service from Cove as well. They're, doing, they're, down, they're in Middleton. They're helping. There's fire, service, fire crews coming from all over East Cork and helping down there. So that's great. Listen, Dara, stay safe on the roads because, and to everybody out there, we've heard from Cork uh, County Council, they don't know ...about the damage on the roads. They don't know, they, they just don't have the time. Nobody's conducted a full survey, so you could be coming around the corner... ...and there could be a tree down, there could be a road washed away. So so take care of yourself, Darren. Joe,
8: I would just say to, to listeners, yeah. if you're out on the roads this morning... Just slow down. Yeah. Light up. Make sure your car is illuminated. Yes. But take your time. Yeah. You will get there, but do so safely.
6: Yeah, I know. To take it, like I saw people on the on this on the the south the south ring roads the other day with the, with the in torrential rain, speeding along almost aquaplaning along. It's crazy. It's crazy. It was madness. Yeah. Please slow down. Thanks, Dara, and stay Thanks, safe. Sir. Okay, we're going to stay with the floods, obviously. This is a very fast-developing situation, um, and we are going to stay across it. We'll have all the information that we can get. We're going to talk now to uh, somebody we talked to yesterday as well, Pat Buckley, Sinn Féin, uh, Cork East TD. Good morning, Pat.
10: Good morning, Joe. How
6: are you? I'm good, Pat. I'm good. You're on your way uh, down from Dublin, I believe, yeah? I
10: I am. I'm at the stage now, like everybody else. That's absolutely just... No words. I mean... We're gone past. We're gone past the shock of it. We don't know the extent of the damage. And what, what, what really bore my frustration yesterday was, and even this morning, I've been on to the minister for housing, local government, um, to try and get questions. And I, I, I tackled the minister last night because, and, I, and you know, the industry talking, so I'm going to throw it on the table here Because we need. We need the urgency. is a no-brainer, right? Yeah. But we've been thrown out. Uh, uh, here's the number for um for uh, the Social Welfare Department if you're a homeowner. Nothing for renters. Nothing for people in council houses. I asked about the humanitarian uh, sch- assistance sch- scheme. We don't know if uh, people that claimed it before will be allowed to claim it again. Yeah. We don't know if you have house insurance or not. Will you be entitled to it? I raised it and said, look, there's people in the East Corp area that, that, that can't get house insurance since prior to 2016 yeah. floods. So I said, we need answers. We need a dedicated line so we can direct people. He said, go to the social welfare officer. I said, move to the social welfare officer. are starting to retire and they'll not replace me. So you can't talk to a social welfare parent, uh, officer. You have to talk to a sheet of paper. It's it getting really, really out of hand.
6: Do you know in, when we see these events? And this is this is an extreme weather event, right? And this is something yes. that we haven't really seen in Cork in a long, long time, if ever in living memory. In some, in the US, in parts of Europe, they have declare they, they, they an, an emergency or a disaster zone. Now, nobody. Yes. I'm not trying to. I'm definitely not. Well, I not did am try, not trying Joe, to. I yeah. did ask her. I yeah. did
10: ask her, and I did say it because he said, "Come on, you have to be brutally honest here." Yeah. In certain areas of East Cork, Glanmire, Middleton. Uh, there'll be certain parts in the all, white gates, you can go through them all, right? Yeah. They are literally disaster zones. Let's yeah. call it what it is yeah. and let's treat it like it is. And uh, I mean, I, I listen to Mac. Mark is a very good friend of mine. Mac, we grew up together in the same state. I could hear these guys like, yeah. I know the passion that these people have that work in these services. They're absolutely burnt out. And it, I, and it, it's so frustrating. Like, yeah. If this was Dublin, you'd have everything. And I, I'm not being nasty, I'm just being brutally honest here, because as a public rep, like any other here, right, we are so frustrated, we, we just can't get, I know there's a, a, a level of unpredictability, right, mm-hmm. I accept that, but surely that ministers should be working with us, I appealed, because I said it in 2016, when there was good support there, and the councils were working in tandem, with car county council, and the emergency services, and the volunteers, the clean-up operation was absolutely exemplary. Yeah, the people were out. And there were social workers out visiting homes. They were assessing all the damage. We need to see this again, and we need the government to take it seriously. Not going down for Photoshop. so I said, I said it yesterday in the, in, in the chamber. I said, I'm not going down by White Welling, Wellingtons and, and get the photograph because I'm back. I need to have answers with the yeah, people. But-
6: I go back down there i not I saw Leo yesterday in, 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 in Milton. And to be fair, he went into every store and he talked to people. And I thought that, you know, people can say it's, you know, and I know you're not saying this explicitly, but people can say, no, oh, not. it's only a photo op and all that kind of stuff. I think you know and you understand valuable. it was valuable yeah, to yeah, have the T-shirt crazy. there, you know. No, but, it, it, it was... It
10: extremely important because yeah. they needed to be there and, and, I, and I did acknowledge that yeah. and, and, and uh, Minister Patrick O'Donnell I acknowledged that because I said they need to see this first hand yeah. so when we talk to these people like they can see the enormity of how bad this is and this is only you're looking at households and business, businesses right yeah. we haven't looked at um, the damaged roads and yeah.
6: stuff like it's this going you know, it's, 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 it's going to be massive it's going to be extortionate and I've even do we need, we need a ta- do we need a task force? Do we need a task, some sort of task force where there's a dedicated where they set up a sort of an, an emergency ops, you know, office yes. in Cork where they coordinate all the, the short-term stuff that we need, the mid-term yes, stuff, and the yes. long-term. You
10: need an emergency, you need an emergency, incident center. Yeah. You also need to work with Hearing. Now they have a system that they started back in 2016. Uh, which is, it's a department within Methearing that are supposed to be monitoring rivers in our country. Yeah. They, they do it in Scotland with cameras and so on and so forth. And it's an early warning system. At least if you can't stop the water, yeah. if you can actually uh, you know, alert the people then, and put the plan in place, because what happened here was that they, back in 2016, we had prior warning to it, and people could take precautions. Where this thing was just like the tsunami, it yeah. just jumped. It just jumped us in an hour and a half, okay. so people couldn't access. No. Even sandbags, if it, they were ready. It was
6: so because sad. the place was just shut down. Okay, Pat. Listen, I know you're on the roads. You were on the road home, and I know personally you're going to be taking this very personally yep. as well because you know you're from the area and you're you're a politician. Yes, but you're also from the area. Well, you, I'm a you, you know yeah. people there. So, Pat, yeah, I, I hope absolutely. I hope there's better news to the people in Middleton and and safe, uh, stay safe on the road. No problem, John. Thanks, Thanks for, for talking to okay. us. So, now, moving very, very quickly, we're going on to Owen Hennessy. Now, he lives in Woodlands in Middleton. His neighbours were flooded out yesterday. They're now facing more floods again. Owen, good morning to you. Good morning, how are you? I'm good, more importantly, how are you, Owen? What's the situation there at the moment?
11: I'm okay. Uh, the situation here is, is tense enough. The Woodlands estate is uh, located right on the river in, in Middleton, but uh, next to the Park Hotel. Um, mm uh there was very very bad flooding here uh Wednesday, obviously but uh the there's kind of a uh a real sense of fear here this morning because the river is up at its banks at the moment it's really swelling and um it's starting to spill over and um the woodland is made up of two rows a row uh, adjacent to the river and another one behind now luckily I'm on the one behind our house wasn't uh wasn't affected by the floods as such no we lost power but i mean that's yeah. a minor thing but uh, I mean, the front row was devastated.
6: Yeah. It's it's and, it's amazing, Owen, isn't it? That like a difference of a few feet, like somebody who, whose house is slightly higher, they can completely escape it. But what I we're know. seeing is it's it it's, it seems sort of random in a way. But it, you 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 were out there. I assume you were helping your neighbors, and everybody was getting involved and in trying to trying to help people who did see their houses flooded.
11: Yeah, we spent today Wednesday. Me and another neighbor, uh, Brian Murphy. Uh, he's an army. He's a uh, uh, an army man, but he was off on Wednesday, so we just uh, we just got in the van and uh, and headed up to a local business here, Middleton Aggregate. And Packy McDonald uh, was in there with his wife, filling filling sandbags for us, and we were drawing them down, and we were we were putting them in people's houses, and
4: yeah.
11: trying to help people out of their houses when it was needed and things like that, you know. Yeah. But it's very sad, It's not it? very sad here to see people losing so much, you
6: know. Yeah, and and it's also, I mean, like I was saying to, to Pat Buckley or Sinn Féin TD for your area, you know, uh, people might have thought yesterday when seeing Leo Varadkar, seeing the Taoiseach and seeing the cleanup crews and kind of think, well, you know, we've been through it, it but it's over and, and we can clean up. And then this morning, again, to see the river come up again, it must be a real kick in the teeth. Yeah, yeah.
11: Yeah, it is, but it's like no one knows what's going to happen because mm. there isn't any houses flooded here yet. The next half an hour will tell a lot. I mean, uh, the emergency services are here. Middleton Fire Brigade. Yeah. The guys, I just see the guys just arriving there. Now I'm looking out at it now. They're sandbagging and they're pumping and they're doing everything they can. for yeah. so people go, no, I feel sorry for the people yesterday. Who did a massive clean up.
6: Yes, and it
11: looks like now it could be
6: in vain. You know. Oh yeah, and 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 I'm sure you've been. Look, we've been talking to to Middleton Fire Service, and I think that, that they're absolute heroes because they're, they 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 got five hours rest uh, in in 48 hours, and yeah, you know, they're they're working like maniacs down there. Yeah, um,
11: and one of the members of Middleton Fire Brigade who's been doing all those hours is actually a resident here in the estate as well. So between going out and helping other people and knowing that, you know, his own family are here on the front row of the woodlands, like I mean, these are the people I don't want to get too political but I know Leo was down here yesterday and and rightly so and he should have been, but these are the firemen who aren't being paid right, you know let's not forget.
6: That happened recently and we saw that and they had to fight, didn't they? They had to fight to get get I think the first raise in years yeah. And and yeah. thankfully the public backed them as well in court because this is why we back these guys. This is why we back our fire services, this is why we back our emergency responders, because when we need them they're there.
11: And even our guards yeah, the okay. guards. that no, the guards were relocated to the Park Hotel on Wednesday yeah. because their own station were flooded, and
6: yeah.
11: you know they're putting in trojan and work.
6: Oh yeah. it's amazing. Like every single, and sometimes you think, okay, we're focusing too much on the first service, or we're focusing too much on the council workers out there clearing trains, But everybody, I mean, you, know, you can't say enough about these people because they're making a difference. The Park Hotel, I think, as well. They 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 put out camp beds for people and they they did meals for people and stuff like that. And on, on the they mansion. did
11: no, I mean, it was full in it was full in about twenty five minutes, I think. <laughs> You know, I'm living next to the Park Hotel here yeah. and I did have one friend call to me here. No, I wasn't here. I was yeah. Uh My partner was here, Jessica. But my friend arrived because he was working at this side of the town and he lives on the other side of the town and he's just stranded. He'd know where to go. Yeah. He was talking west. So we did go into the park hotel, even see, and then, they, you know, they were just chock a block. They were full by then, you
6: know. Yeah. Okay, well, listen, um, some some news for people who might need it in the area. Liam uh, Kyon from Kyon, and I'm hoping I'm pr- pronouncing that right, or uh, Kyon City Mix on the Tremore Road. They have sandbags for those people who need it. So it's Kyon or, yeah, City Mix on Tremore Road. They have sandbags. If people need it, they can go up there and collect them. Um how how high is the river now on? I mean you're looking out at it. Is it is No, it I'm
11: back up home now when I was looking at it, but I was yeah. down there about fifteen minutes ago.
6: Yeah.
11: And it was spilling over its banks just onto the green, you know? Okay.
6: Oh god. Okay. So
11: that's a bad sign with a filling tide, yeah, you know? It is, yeah. Listen the Middleton Fire Brigade have have up on their Facebook page that, you know uh to for people to be prepared, mm. you know, and, and prepare for the
6: worst I suppose. Okay prepare for the worst hope for the best and Owen thanks very much for talking to us this morning. No worries, thank you Thank you, bye bye. We're going to take a quick break, Uh, we'll be back very shortly
4: Join the conversation This is the Opinion Live With Hidden Hearing, changing lives with the latest hearing health technology. They're all ears Visit hiddenhearing.ie 96 FM you want
3: the biggest hits?
4: Yeah, we are really hooked on this now.
3: Oh, this song is class. Oh my God, when they just turned it down. they got into the car, they just bought it right back. you got them
4: right here. The Hit Mix. The Hit Mix. On Cork's 96 FM. I want new music. I want to hear that new so Fresh, fresh new music. The Hit
3: Mix with Brian McAvoy the hit mix on your smart speaker on your phone and on your radio weeknights
6: from 8 on courts 96 FM OK, it's so Joe O'Shea sitting in for PJ this is a very, very fast developing situation so we'll just get people caught up if you're in Middleton the river has burst its banks in several spots but it's not as bad as it was the other day the next couple of hours will be crucial the guardie are there in places like Willowbank the fire service are out still out there the emergency services are there the army are there just listen to the emergency services wherever you are in Cork. If they ask you to do something, do it. As we heard from the uh, Mark Sinclair in in, in uh, the Middleton Fire Service, do not wade in flood waters. You don't know what's down there. Manholes that covers that come up. Do not do that. Also, take care on the roads, especially rural roads, especially lesser uh, used roads because Cork County Council and Cork City Council we heard from them earlier, they haven't had a chance to do an, a proper assessment. They don't know what roads are damaged, they don't know what roads are blocked with debris so slow down, take your time and be prepared to come around a corner and see a tree or see a boulder or something on the road or, or even no road as we saw in East Cork. Right, we'll keep Updating everybody here. um, The next hour, next hour two are going to be crucial. We're going to talk again to uh, somebody in Middleton, Patricia Holland. Good morning. Hi, how are you? Good, Patricia. More importantly, you're in Willowbank, are you? How how are you getting out this morning? What's the situation there?
12: I'm actually not in Willowbank. I'm across the road from Willowbank. Okay. Um, I'm between East Carville and the train station. So I have been very lucky or where I live hasn't flooded, but people are driving their cars up here to try to save their cars. There was about 200 cars here the other day, passing people's drives up the road, and all the children from Avancore that were big enough were wading through that water to push cars out of the water that were coming across the new road to go up Broomfield Hill and evacuating people out of the cars. It was just frightening, frightening. And my son, he goes to school in Scullclean in Tool and the church road is actually flooded this morning so I have taken the... I'm not sending him in.
6: Actually, that's important because we we have been focusing very very much on Middleton for obvious reasons but there's other parts of East Cork as well. Castle Martyrs have problems and Tool has lots of flooding around there. Yeah, Uh, it's it's the
12: bog road and the, the road down to the church... From the bog Road, all there is all flooded. Okay.
6: And so. the, the, there was a wall collapsed on the on the Willow Bank estate. I think you sent us in a picture. I was looking at a picture there. It looked like a river yeah. had spilled out onto the onto the green and the estate. Can you tell us about that?
12: Um, the wall has collapsed behind the houses mm. where the river flows. Um, and people are sending messages for help. And you now the army have arrived and the fire brigade are down there. And the guards since early morning this morning. So... But we're in the centre so we can't really go out you're afraid to go out in case you get caught if the, there's a bridge on the new road which burst its banks the other day and flooded all where the traffic flows down to the train station down the middle road so we're just stuck in the middle and we can't move we're afraid to leave our houses really. Yeah.
6: And that, that's the other thing as well I mean you're saying to me that you know you you, you have been very lucky and it, it's incredible how some houses in one spot have been devastated and a few you know, twenty, thirty, forty yards away, people are, are just above the waters. But but it's it's still ongoing for you, isn't it? you must still be very nervous.
12: Oh we are, you? yeah. I haven't I haven't left the house. My my smallest boy, he's in bed because I didn't take him out to school this morning because of the floods in Carrie mm. And as I said, that bridge on the on the new road, it's just fit to burst. I've sent you in a picture of it. It says third bridge on it. Yeah. That's just across the road from my house. Yeah. And we're just afraid to leave the house. All our neighbours. I texted them at five o'clock this morning when I got a message from Kerry Toodle to say that it was flooding, and I texted all my neighbours to to let them know that it's a no go. And what I heard from Milton, the fire service put up posts very regularly, so we're being kept well
6: informed. Yeah, and also those kind of neighbourhood WhatsApp groups as well. They're very handy in a situation like this, aren't they?
12: Yeah, they're fabulous. And people that um, Milton Hub are organising furniture for people that have lost everything in the floods mm. so they have been absolutely excellent and they're giving out gloves as well down there
6: yeah. Patricia just had had people thought the worst is over and we've come out the other side
12: I think so yeah. I think they they did but like Middleton has flooded before mm. but I don't think to this extent yeah you know people yeah. have lost everything Like
6: it's yeah. just we right. have seen it. We have seen. We've seen it, uh, pictures of a doctor's surgery in the middle of town, where the ninety thousand euros worth of equipment has just been trashed overnight. Diagnostic equipment and, but you know, uh, furniture and, and and everything is just gone. And and uh, there's so many businesses like that down there. I, it's it's going to be a tough run into Christmas, I think, for a lot of businesses down there, isn't it? Oh, it
12: is. It is. Yeah. I used to work in the Onakara Mental Health, yeah. and it was up to shoulder height and water. So. Oh, okay.
6: Yeah. so it's closed at the moment Okay, Patricia, listen, thanks very much for, for talking to us this morning uh, stay safe and um, you know, um, hopefully hopefully it, the worst will be over soon because you know, the next couple of hours will tell but hopefully it won't be as bad as it was the other day. Thank you Patricia Holland No
12: bother, thank
6: you okay. We'll go to another uh, another another person in Middleton. Paul O'Neill is the co-owner of O'Farrell's Butchers in Middleton Paul, good morning to you Morning Joe yeah. Paul First of all, what happened, What? How badly were you hit uh, the other day? Uh,
13: very badly. And yeah. um, like I suppose, three foot of water yeah. through, the, through the shop, coming up the sore out the back, coming through the front. Um, yeah, look, lot of, a lot of equipment destroyed, um, a lot of staff wound. But look, we're only part of the big story. If you know what I mean.
6: Yeah. And had you had you seen flooding like that before?
13: No, so this building is there nearly a hundred years, yeah. and it has never flooded. It's, it's an old family home. The old owner of the building before he closed um, never remembered it it never flooded this side of the town but it was actually the back of the shop that affected us more than the, the front which was unprecedented yeah we've
6: car- heard car we've heard because we talked to uh, Sa- the, the guy in Sage yesterday uh, yeah. Sage Dress, and, and he told us that he, he normally would come in the front and the last time it did it came in the front but he was he was looking at the back door of his premises and next minute he sees water just rising up in the backyard was it the same kind of situation for you guys?
13: absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and we we would have only expected the front with fifteen foot walls surrounding our building. Right. We wouldn't think it's possible, but it was actually coming up to up the drains, like,
6: you yeah, know? I know. Yeah, and you've seen it again this morning. I mean, are you worried about getting hit again this morning?
13: I don't think so, no, because oh. it seems to have gone to the right this time, which is the other side. And the car parts doesn't seem to be flooding as bad. But look, we're on high alert. We had started to try and. Get our place a small bit organised this morning. We semi-opened, is how I call it, and um, but like we've just stopped because expecting this to happen again. Um, and I know they're saying with the weather for the weekend is horrendous and Monday, like so, we're looking at no sleep again for four or five days.
6: Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> listen. We can only we can only sympathise, and and yeah. you know it's it, it, your business will be back.
13: Oh, hello. It only depends. Um, I couldn't say for sure. Look, we'd like to think we'll... we'll, But if we don't get the equipment replaced... Look, we we have an insurance policy that says on it... If the place has never flooded before, um, you'd be covered. But, of course, when you go to the small print... Middleton is a a flood area. And, lo and behold, it looks like we're not covered. And, look... You look. It has such a knock-on effect. Middleton's a great town to do business in. Yes, all local businesses that we supply. Everybody tries to buy everything within the, the group and the town. Yeah, but sure, it's everybody gets affected in from my suppliers to the people I'm supplying, and you know, it's just it's 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 really bad,
6: really. You know? Yeah. And did you see any politicians come to your place yesterday? Uh,
13: no. To be fair, Michael McGrath uh, yeah. came, and and lucky at least he was engaging. You know, yeah. um, I I do think in fairness the t-shirt it was nearly staged in my eyes, you know.
0: Yeah.
13: <laughs> like, he just came and went as fast as he was here, you know, just to show appearance. I do think the Cork TV that I've seen, they, they seem more engaging to me anyway, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, like, look, that's just my own opinion, you know. Yeah,
6: Paul, and you're entitled to it, of course, and, and hmm. people will have their opinions down there. Paul, listen, um, I know you're in the middle of a clean-up there. I very much appreciate you talking to us this yeah, morning. Just, and
13: can, I, can I just say, look, yeah. in fairness, the, the amount of volunteers... What's going on in the town? Everybody that supports us, clean up, family, friends. Look, you'd be forever grateful to them for yeah. it, you know. And and, and and the town itself is incredible. Actually, yeah. you know, there, you, there's there's more volunteers than anything else. Yeah. Actually, and you know, even this morning, people coming by trying yeah. to help. You know, and looks, you'd be forever grateful for that. Anyway, okay. you know.
6: Listen, Paul, that's good that's to, good to say that and thank you. Thank you. Join the conversation. This is the Opinion Mind.
4: With Hidden Hearing, focus solely on your hearing health for over 35 years. They're all ears. Visit hiddenhearing.ie. Fox 96 FM. The Minds are
3: live. Oh,
4: hello. Join the conversation. Call 0818-969696. Text
3: or WhatsApp 83 396
4: Email opinion at 96fm.ie. This
3: is The Opinion Line with PJ Coogan. Watch 96 fm
6: it's Joe Shea sitting in for PJ. Um, we're It's a difficult situation for a lot of people in East Cork this morning. There's uh, threats of flooding again in Middleton and other parts. There's roads closed, there's spot flooding around Carrick Tool. So take care if you're on the roads out there. We're now going to talk to somebody we talked to yesterday, um, Rodri Mears, Principal Middleton, Middleton, Educate Together. Good morning, Rodri. Good morning. How are you? I'm good, Roger. Um, what's the latest with you? Because I know you had a very, very difficult day. Uh, d- you know, when you had to close, when you had to basically evacuate the school at the height yeah. of the floods. What's the situation this morning?
14: Um, situation this morning is that we had planned to open as normal. Um, breakfast was 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 made and created by staff for residents across um, their children to come into school for breakfast this morning. Um, and we were notified at 10 past 8 that we need to close um, because there was a real risk that the river had started to, to burst its banks up um, near the school end of town which is where the, the biggest risk is presently so we made a split second decision which was the right decision to close the school which I suppose is a challenging one where you when you already have parents and um, school transportation taxis on the way to school so it was um trying to get messages out to everybody as quickly as we could um we even had school buses that um and i suppose parents parents have already gone to work yes you know so the, the, the pressure at that time in the morning because you usually we would make a call um as early as we can, seven o'clock in the morning or the night before, night before yeah. um on whether or not we we can open a school safely depending on the, the circumstances. So we hadn't planned to close today. Um and it's it's devastatingly sad that we've closed, which obviously means that families and homes near the school again will be affected. Hopefully not as bad but still impact on, on top of what is already happening is heartbreaking.
6: It, it, it is heartbreaking and very difficult for parents as you say to get that and you didn't, you couldn't make the call until 5 to 8 this morning but of course people would have been on the road might have already got their kids into, into transport oh, to buses. That's
14: it, that's it and that, that call was made with, with um, members of County Council, one of our um, town foremen, um, Betty Buckley came up to us directly and said we need to close yeah. Fire Brigade, We has told us we, we need to get you, we need to get you closed so yeah. You know, it wasn't a decision you you know, ignore, you're going to close, you're going to try and get all staff that were there. Thankfully, at that stage, a very small minority of children had arrived, but the parents were still on site. So we could tell them, you need to turn around, you need to go home. So um, staff, to be fair, before they went home, they brought as much food over to, to Ukluen, um Housing Estates, um, where we have many of our families they brought food over to them before they were able to go home themselves. So um, we did what we could do and thankfully everybody seems to be home safe. Yeah.
6: Well, that's that's good. That's that's uh, that's some comfort because you know, as we've been hearing, and the next hour or so is going to tell a lot. But the, the waters yeah. have been rising there. The yes. river has burst its banks in a couple. On the River, has burst its banks in a couple of yeah. spots. It Doesn't seem to be as bad now t- today as it was on Wednesday. But what's the latest situation? Are you hearing, or, or even if you can see out your window?
14: Well, it's exactly as you've explained it. We're aware that it has burst its banks in certain places. Um, and I suppose it, it's it's a case of what what's going to happen over the next couple of hours. I think, you know, it, it's look at the moment. You would hope that with a little bit of respite of, of of no rain for a large portion of yesterday, it will help. But then there was a lot of rain last night again, so the water table is so so high. So that water has to flow into the Onakura, and therefore, you would think. That it's going to have some disruption, um, hence why we
6: we closed. Yeah. Well, um, Rodri, you, I, I know you're, some of your staff and, and had to be evacuated in the back of a of a, of a, of a yeah. tractor <laughs> on Wednesday. Yes, and, yes and, yeah, got, yeah. and thank and again that that local farmer who did that. Uh, well done to him. Um, yes. You, what's the toll taking? Uh, what kind of toll is it taking on, on on yourself, on your on and on your staff there? First of all.
14: Well, I, I think I think if I'm honest with you, we don't think of ourselves as in as in you know our priority is to make sure that I suppose our fam- our, our I suppose our immediate families are fine, but the school families are fine and our pupils are fine. Um, yeah, it's it, 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 look it's difficult, but we're not the ones that our houses are flooding. We're not the ones that have businesses that are being impacted so badly. So. You know, where we're, 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 many of our staff were in town yesterday, helping businesses clean up, um, and that, as, as a previous caller mentioned, you know, everybody is is, is trying their best to help. Yeah.
6: Where they can, when they can. Yeah. I, I have a seven-year-old daughter myself, and, and events like this, and she hears on the radio. And you know, kids, you sometimes you think they don't understand or they're not paying attention. But it, 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 if it's so big, and their parents are talking about it, and then they hear it on the radio going into school, and what kind of what, what kind of effect do you think it's having on, on the kids?
14: Um. It's hard to tell. Obviously, they're aware of what's going on because their daily routine has changed. Um, over the last couple of days, they're aware that maybe they're impacted or friends of theirs are impacted. I suppose school, w- what we were hopeful of today was that we could offer a pinch of normality in a very, very difficult world at the moment for, for, the, for the locality. So, you know, it's obviously going to have some type of impact, Um we we can be that positive distraction if yeah. that's even possible and I suppose until we have children in front of us uh, in our classrooms looking at their wonderful faces you don't truly know yeah. What the impact is going to be on on them in the near in the I suppose immediate future?
6: Yeah, I know kids are resilient, but but it's very important I suppose. Well, routine and and stability is very important for children as well. Isn't it?
14: Well, that's it. Resilience can be chipped away. Sadly, yeah. um, it's our job uh, as as educators to to try and be present and try and be wonderful and. Keep the show moving forward for them as well as us I suppose, and families, so um, yeah, everybody has their limitations, and their resilience can be chipped away so let's let's hope that I suppose the camaraderie uh, of of everybody in East Cork can can lift people again, but it's taken a huge
6: toll on on so many. Of course it has. Rodri, thank you very much for having us again today. Thank you. That's Rodri Mears of Principal of uh, Middleton Educate Together. Uh, they've had a very, very difficult time like a lot of schools have in the area and a lot of parents have and a lot of children have had. One thing, I'm looking at the latest weather forecast uh, from Met from Aaron. Uh, it's showing clear skies clearing in Cork or across Cork from about lunchtime today for a while. There may be some more rain this evening, but we might get some respite. Um, no, we're going to talk to a lady called Natalie. Good morning, Natalie.
2: Hi. Good morning.
6: Uh, how are you doing this morning? Yeah,
2: yeah, I'm, I'm great.
6: Yeah. I suppose we can all just take take a breath because it's been pretty breathless, hasn't it? It's been pretty it's been pretty crazy. But um, you want you, your dad is is somebody that we should talk about now? Because tell us about your dad.
2: I mean, look, not just my dad, everybody out there is doing an amazing job at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did just want to highlight um, the Cork City Council. Mm-hmm. He's in particular with the drainage department. Yeah. So um, they're out working tirelessly like everybody else. He's been doing hours around the clock, um, probably just getting about four hours sleep a night now, to be honest. And he's, um, he's no spring chicken. <laughs> what is your dad? But he just turned 60, so Ooh. he's doing an amazing job.
6: And what's his name? Eddie Kelly. Eddie Kelly. So Eddie Kelly is out there with the rest, with with his with colleagues, with the crew, with, with the everybody
2: crew. else. Right. Yeah, they're yeah. doing an amazing job. So They've been just flat out.
6: Sixteen hours a day, coming home with the high vis uh, <laughs> stuff dripping wet. Last the high
2: vis, he's yeah. coming home, getting the clothes changed, yeah. uh, back into fresh, clean clothes and boots, and back out the door again, back out and the door again. Uh, freeing the drains and the floors. And he's currently now out by Bishopstown, So. Um, yeah if there's anybody passing giving them a beep of the horn or passing a coffee
6: <laughs> yeah I'm just I'm going to say that like if you see these guys outside your door and you've got a you know a cup of tea or a coffee why not go out and offer it to them you know
2: yeah, I yeah. mean they'd be very grateful. But look, they're they're just doing their job, and he's yeah. not complained once. So, um, yeah. so I'm sure he'll be happy to get a couple of hours sleep. at the weekend, if he gets it, <laughs> yeah,
6: you know, I've, I've I've seen on social media people posting this and uh, on Twitter and going, "Oh, look at this guy! He's great! Yeah. And he's doing it!" And then other people probably did the Roy Keane thing, you know. Well, what yeah. do you expect? It's his job. But I mean. How many it's people- his
2: job from nine to five or yeah. whatever the hours are, but yeah. anything outside of to to that isn't. Yeah. They're all vot- well, not well, voluntary, how, but uh, yeah.
6: But how many of us are going to to stand in in storm and uh, an orange alert rain? Clearing a drain at the There's side of the road. There's not many
2: people willing to do it. I can tell you that. <laughs> no, no,
6: no. I don't think they're. I don't think they're inundated with job applications. No. And that kind of stuff. Yeah, because. And your dad's sixty years of age, so he probably could have retired a while ago, could he? You could have
2: yeah, absolutely. But he it loves it getting up and going about his um, yeah. his work, and yeah. he likes getting on with it. And he, he especially just loves helping people. So yeah. um, there you go. He's he's out there now, and he's not complaining.
6: Yeah. Okay. Eddie Kelly is your dad's name, Natalie. Yeah. Okay well listen um fantastic um that he's that he's doing that and that his colleagues are doing that because they're going to make a difference and that's very important.
2: They are, they're making a huge difference. Now yeah. they do it every winter when the rain comes in and the floods come yeah. into particular parts of the city but mm. obviously this is absolutely crazy for anybody so um, they've been working a lot harder. So okay. I just wanted to acknowledge them this morning. And, and I'm
6: very glad you did Natalie because it, 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 with everything that's going on with rivers bursting, banks, with floods happening it's great to actually take a moment and to, and to thank these people as well
15: yeah exactly
6: tell them well done from everybody and appreciate appreciate to talking to us this morning Natalie
2: thanks so much
3: join the conversation
6: this is the opinion
3: line
4: with hidden hearing changing lives with the latest hearing health technology they're all ears visit hiddenhearing.ie Corks 96 FM oldies and Irish on Corks 96 FM is the big Sunday show on your radio big 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 show 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 radio, radio. Turn it up and take it easy with the best music mix for your Sunday morning. morning. Welcome along to the program. Lovely to be with you on a Sunday morning. Oldies and Irish with Derry O'Callaghan. Sundays, ten a.m. to two p.m. with Cork Simon. Anne wants to give everyone the home that Cork gave her. She's leaving a gift in her will to Cork Simon. Find out more at CorkSimon.ie. Corks ninety six
6: FM. It's Joe Shea sitting in for PJ. Actually, before the break, we talked to Natalie, her six year old dad. Eddie is out there cleaning the drains in Bishopstown so we said bring him a coffee but actually bring him a bacon sandwich for God's sake I mean you know the guys out there 60 years of age, 16 hours a day clearing drains bring him a bacon sandwich we got a voice note uh, from Kevin who's out and about and he gave us a little bit of an update on the situation roads out there and he's got a question to ask as well.
16: Hi Joe um,
14: yeah I can't come on I'm, I'm driving there but um <coughs> that weather warning, that yellow weather warning is supposed to stop at 9 o'clock this morning. Now it's 20 to 10 and the rain out there at the moment is probably worse than it was
17: to
14: the other day when we made the orange warning. So like, I don't, I just don't get it anymore. Like I don't understand Met Aaron's time, you know, when they can stop, when they can call an end to a weather alert and when they can call a start to a weather
17: alert.
16: It's absolutely lashing over the heavens again here now at the moment.
6: You know, you know that's a good question. It's one that's a lot, a lot of people are going to be asking. We've heard Met Aaron saying uh, overnight that they're going to have to do a little bit, quotes, a little bit better. And, you know, there's going to be an inquest into this about what happened. And Met Aaron and the overall system of how we warn people, how we categorise these things are going to be a big part of that. Another big part of what everybody is talking about in Cork today is and has been for 48 hours insurance. Because we all know it's a major, major issue and there are parts of Cork where you cannot get insured on your home or your business because you're on a floodplain. Now luckily we've got Paul Kavanaugh from McCarthy's Insurance to t- tell us about this and to take us through it. Good morning Paul morning joe paul it's a big issue and it's a complicated issue but can you where do we start with this if if let's say we talked to a man there in a butchers in middleton he said that his premises hadn't been flooded before and that on his policy it says you're covered for floods if you haven't been uh, if you haven't been flooded before but he was kind of worried uh, that was Paul O'Neill in O'Farrell's Butchers. He was kind of worried that, you know, that, that there was going to be small print somewhere. For, just if you can just take his case, and I know you're coming fresh to it, but it, is that the kind of thing that people should be worried about at the moment, or, or should can Paul think I'm covered? I'm going to be okay.
18: He needs advice; is the most important thing, yeah. uh, and and he can get that from us, or he can get it from. I, I, I don't, if he's insured with, with whatever broker, if he's insured direct, it, it, it can be a big problem because if you're insured direct and you've taken out a policy in which you've answered a question that says, are, Is your property prone to flooding? Mm-hmm. Are, you, are you in an area that previously flooded? and you answer that no, when the answer is really yes, then he's in trouble. But yeah. hopefully he's not in trouble. And if he hasn't made it, that's a, a longstanding business that has been in Middleton, I think he said, for over 100 oh, years. Nice, yeah. So, so there's a there's a there's a there's a possibility, but the, I think I heard last night the the, the chair lady of the uh, Chamber of Commerce in Middleton stating quite clearly that 99% of the businesses in Middleton have no flood cover whatsoever mm. because they had previous claims and floods in 2009, 2015, and now here we are again.
6: Yeah. Okay, we'll circle back to that in a second, but one, I suppose an important question for you, and I threw you a bit of a curveball there to start off with, but if you have been flooded, if you've seen flood damage to your premises, your house, what do you need to do now to start making your claim and to do things smoothly and to, and to best progress it?
8: Well, I
18: always say to people, it, it, clean-up is important.
6: So take photographs.
18: Nearly everybody now has got a, a smartphone. Take photographs. Of everything, of the damage, so that you can prove afterwards the extent of the damage. Mm. Okay, you will need to contact your insurance broker or your insurance company to state that you have a claim. You should then enlist what we uh, is known in the business as a loss assessor. Loss assessors operate 100% on behalf of the client, and their first consultation is free. OMC, formerly known as Owens McCarthy uh have numerous people out on the, the roads as we speak, looking at claims. Uh, we've over 60 claims as we speak right. at the moment, and we we have the lads out there. They will check the policy document. They'll double-check it with us. They will photograph. They'll list all the items. It's, it's, it's an arduous task of actually putting together a claim, and these guys are the experts in it, right. and they will help clients and take away all that fear.
6: Paul, very important. You made a very important point there because if you're in, if you've just been flooded out, you're just thinking, "I need to clear up. I need to clear up. I need to get," and you're not going to think, oh, "I should." First of all, I should stop and take loads of photographs. But but it's so important to rec- record the damage so you have it there, isn't it?
18: Yeah, absolutely. And I say this to everybody: we all have a smartphone. Nearly everybody, I think, has a smartphone. Some people have two. Somebody in the jurisdiction has close to. You. It's, it's the most important thing for, because a picture tells a thousand stories. Yeah. Just take the photographs, where the water's coming in. I saw pictures last night of waters, water flowing out of a letterbox, not in, out. That, that, that said to me, oh, my God, the water's coming through the building. Yeah. And you know what I mean? The, 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 the hairdressers, all them people, the, the, this is a major, major, major incident now. Uh, and, and the worst that we've seen in, in many a year.
6: Yeah. What about in the longer term? Like, I live in a very old house and uh, my neighbours have had lots of problems. I've had had problems as well about getting insurance because the house was built 300 years ago. Um, Yeah. There are special schemes for people who have difficulties getting insurance on older houses. Do you think the government maybe needs to look at a special insurance fund or a special insurance scheme for people who are living in flood areas? Because this is a problem that is going to become bigger and bigger and bigger with the way climate change is going. It's 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 great that you say that, um Joe. I have
18: been very involved, I, I, I lived in for my all my life, I was in a flooded house, I was in the flooded business, and now working on the South Mall, we're in a flooded, a flood zone area as well, so I've been very close to flooding and uh, have worked with the Flood Forum of Ireland. We've been to see every government minister with any responsibility whatsoever, government departments, central bank, you name it, Oireachtas committees, we've been there, and still nothing. Yeah. The towns that are protected, as an example, and I can speak with passion from Fromoy, mm. Mallow, Clonmel, and the latest ones, Skibbereen, Bandon, and Clonakilty. Right. They've all had flood relief schemes put in, and to put it in the words of a former minister... They're as dry as snuff, however, right? And Douglas, had, I saw the videos from Douglas, so I was absolutely delighted. Everything seemed to have worked perfectly yeah. there because the last, the last time Douglas was devastated. So these areas are all now dry. However, Insurance Ireland, and I think I read their comments this morning, say that they will not insure for unfore, they will only ensure unforeseen risks. In other words, they're saying where there could be human error in putting up barriers or cleaning culverts or anything like that, as we have in all those areas, yeah. then they're not going to insure us. So um, Michael McGrath, when he was, uh, in, uh, when he was spokesman uh, in Fianna Fáil, before he came into government, had a flood bill in the door which was supported the whole way through and, and went in through unopposed by government. However, in the change of government... It seems to have got lost. Right. And I would call on Michael McGrath as Minister for Finance again. Michael, let's resurrect this because there needs to be some type of a fund. And when I heard last night €5,000, I said, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's not yeah. even going to cover the clean-up. And a maximum of €20,000. Some of these people had their Christmas stocking. You could be talking about a half million euros here. It's- but by the time you get back on your feet, wages, lost
6: business... Uh, You know, this is crazy. It's 500 quid to hire a skip, you know, these days. You know, it's 500 quid. Minimum. Where where is 5,000 euros going to get you? Nowhere.
18: Nowhere. Absolutely nowhere. And we we need to move on from this. And unfortunately, Middleton seems to have been at the tail end of of the line here as regard flood relief schemes. And hopefully theirs can start. I see that it has started in in Glenmoyer. However... I heard the householders complaining last night that it has started at the wrong end of town.
7: Yeah.
18: Whew, you know, yeah. I mean, we just need to get real here. But the OPW with the government, there's a lot of money going into it. Yes. And I think we need, we need some type of an agreement between insurers and the government, as we had, and that needs to be re-enacted immediately in a memorandum of understanding to make sure that these, like, like Paul O'Neill, that he can get back. Paul O'Neill will need cutting saws, all the things that you see inside the butcher yeah. shop, all the electrics, all the cutting equipment, the fridges. Yes. And there's then there's the whole the whole the whole health issue as well. The 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 health people won't let Paul reopen until his uh, yeah, until, business has been sterilized.
6: Yes, and do you know what he needs all of that before Christmas because that Christmas is going to be so important for all these businesses to get back online and for their peop, for people in the area to go down and support them. But they can't support them if they're not open correct while we have you Paul we've got uh, John on line 1 and John has a question for you Uh, John good morning Uh, can you ask your question away there
17: Um, I'm below in Copper Valley Mm -hmm. if I'm in a house that hasn't previously been flooded but neighbours might have been flooded and they're fairly close to me where do I stand when I answer my question saying that my house
18: isn't prone to flooding when it hasn't flooded before am I still in a prone area yeah, you're, unfortunately, you're in an area pr- prone to flooding, according to the insurance companies. And especially if you go online to any of those insurance companies, you will find that you won't be able to get a quote. And if you can get a quote, it's probably null and void because you're, in a, you're now in a flood area, unfortunately.
17: So if I disclose to a company that I'm where I'm living and they willingly give me flood insurance, you're telling me that I'm paying for something that they can just revoke?
18: They can revoke it, absolutely, so, if you're in an area. That's, that's the way they've operated. John, that's why you need advice.
6: Yeah, John, uh, I, think, and I, I think, Paul, I, I think I know where you're going to go next, and you're probably, a broker is going to help you with this, isn't it? Yeah. yeah.
18: Well, absolutely, that's what I do. That's what I've been doing for the last 40 years. Yeah. I help people get insurance. Unfortunately, and I have to call this out again on the government, who are, who have put their head in the sand over this, after Brexit, Brexit caused huge trouble, and we have lost a number of major insurers who were willing to take the risk, who are willing to look at these type of risks. Yeah. Uh, and there's two or three in particular, and they're leaving the country. They're gone, mm. uh, and nothing has been done about yeah. it. And we've had s- serious promises from uh, um, Minister Coveney, but nothing, nothing, and nothing on the horizon. Right. Um, uh, which is
6: crazy, John you're still bitter yeah? yeah John how do you how do you feel about paying for some for a service that is effectively useless to you it's, it's a joke. Like, yeah.
17: <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't make sense how, right. how how in any frame of mind is that fair on anybody
6: because, because if you want to take out a mortgage or a loan what's the bank is going to say to you do you have do you have insurance on your house you know because you need insurance on your house you yeah. know so I have insurance on my house and then you find out after paying what you know thirty euros a month or whatever it is. You don't have it, but they won't give you
17: the house. They won't give you the mortgage unless the house is yeah. covered. Yeah. So okay. Can, can I intervene yeah. there again, Go ahead. Go ahead. Just to
18: be just to just to be clear, because now. these are wide open questions. Yeah. If you have a mortgage and if you had you had to have flood cover to get the mortgage, if that cover is in position, I think that the legal position would be that you have flood cover. So I would say the next quarter call is a, a loss assessor and possibly then a solicitor.
6: But Paul, isn't the, the point, and I'm sure John, I'm, I'm guessing John, isn't the point that, that you get insurance so you don't have to worry about these things, that you don't have to, when the, when the bad things happen, yeah, but, you don't have to go, oh right, now how do I fight the insurance yeah. company to get what I paid for?
18: Because I will tell you, Joe, insurance companies have tried to commoditize home insurance and motor insurance to such an extent that you go online, you answer a few questions, yeah. da, 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 and you get a policy and away you go. Without looking at really, uh, look like, I me, mean, I always say to people, you booked a flight with Ryanair or Aer Lingus, have you read their terms and conditions? Mm. Nobody has. Nobody has. And it's the exact same with these direct insurance companies nobody is reading the terms and conditions and it's when a problem happens afterwards that they're looking in saying oh my god, uh, I didn't realise that I didn't realise any of that
6: John, are you still with us? What
17: about I deliberately when I spoke to my insurance broker I made a, a conscious decision to make sure I asked the question on a recorded call am I covered for flood insurance? am I covered for this? am I covered for that? and they were all answered yes
18: well, if they were, then John, my answer to that is you then have grounds for a claim.
6: Okay, that's something. Yeah. John, were you? Was your house damaged at all? No, thankfully. Okay, okay, but a lot of your neighbours were weren't they, in Copper Valley. Absolutely destroyed. Yeah, and and we saw SARS as well. What happened there is is, 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 is
17: and they deserve massive credit for what they actually did to SARS. Yeah, public, they opened the gates and
6: yeah, they took a hit, didn't they? Massive. Yeah. Okay, listen, um, Paul, uh, that's great advice. And I suppose people, what they need to, first of all, in the, immediately start recording all the damage. Don't clear it up and then say, oh, well, it was pretty bad, but I cleared it up and you're going to have to take my word for it. Take the photographs, take the video and talk to experts and talk to a broker and get a loss assessor in. That, that's that's basically that's it, it, is it? That, that, that's it in a nutshell. Okay, all right, good. It's good to get things in a nutshell. Paul and John, thanks very much for, for talking to me this morning. Sure. Okay, um, we're going back to Middleton now uh, because people are there are having to deal with this for a third day since the absolute weather bomb exploded over that town uh, on Wednesday and we have uh, Elaine who runs the Eco Play School in Ballymaloo House uh, and Ballymaloo and she's in Shangari which is of course outside Middleton but they've been involved in a cleanup as well Good morning Elaine Good morning. Yeah. Elaine, what happened with the with the play school there? Did you sustain damage the other day? Uh,
15: we sustained uh, devastating damage right. um, to our outdoor area as well as our indoor school. Um, we have two rooms where the children play in the morning before they come out and it's been destroyed. Water came in under the walls, in the doors. Um, we have a polytunnel that's just full of water, a tree house full of water. Everything just lifted off the ground and just moved
6: I'm, I'm, look, I'm looking at the video here. You have a play area, of a polytunnel, you have a yes. green area, which became yeah. a lake, basically.
15: It's, it's just, it's just a lake. Yeah, it's, it's like nothing we've ever seen. Things that you think wouldn't even be able to be lifted are now down one corner of the garden. Yeah. It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah.
6: Well, we heard the other day there were, there were full, full size skips floating through the middle of Middleton uh, on yes. Wednesday. So it, it is, it's a shock to see what water can do. What's the cleanup been like?
15: Um, it's it's a matter, we have animals here as well on, on, for the children to enjoy and the first priority was to make sure that they were safe and they've been moved and everyone is safe. Then it was a matter of taking everything out of the playrooms, things that can be salvaged, some things can be dumped and then we haven't, we've come outside yet, that's next, to see what we can salvage from our outdoor, a fabulous outdoor area. Um, but it's just, we, fours are going to coming up everything we just we just
6: don't because you you have it's it's a play say. school yes, yeah you can't have damp there it
15: you is ca- we have 60 children no we cannot
6: yeah. we cannot how, how many children sorry 60 60 right yes yeah so that's 60 families as well that kind of depend on you guys as well to you know to take the kids during the morning to give them a chance to go to work to do their what they have to do and you're you're close for how, how long do you think you're going to be closed for
15: we really, we really don't know. We have next week. We're we're just trying to organise something, maybe, you know, just to get our families there. Maybe at some point of next week. But we have midterm then coming the next week, so it's going to give us a chance to really get on top of the damage. The families have been absolutely fantastic, offering their support, everything they possibly can to help us. Yeah. Food has been dropped, scones, sausage rolls everything they can do to help, they've been absolutely fantastic.
6: What about today? Did you have a repeat at all with the, what has been happening this morning?
15: We, ha- we yeah. haven't had a repeat. We have been very, very lucky. Um, the, the river hasn't risen in this area. Um, it hasn't come into the grounds again today. Yeah. But we have we were well we, we were prepared as much as we could in case it did but it, it, we luckily it didn't today
6: elaine are you are you the owner there at the eco play school
15: yes yeah I'm the owner here
6: so this is your business this is your business like, this is how it hits people I yes. think. it's your business but it's also your life and it's also yes. your day and it's your team and it's the kids and it's oh how are you feeling at the moment um
15: I'm just keeping busy i i'm a person that doesn't like to stop i like to keep busy and think of everyone around me but it's i i'm devastated it's just i come out and look at all the hard work i've put in over the last five years and just want to get back to the same high standard as we've been offering to families for the last five years and that's our priority is just to get the building back to a safe level for the children and hopefully we will see them again very soon.
6: Once get our clean up underway. Yeah, and and I suppose the kids want to see you as well because, I, like I know my own daughter to play school a few years ago now, three or four years ago. But it was a big part of her life, and 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 she loved it and the routine as well. Um, it's important for the kids as well, isn't it?
15: Yeah, it, it is. We don't want them to, you know, be upset or anything. That you know, school we we'll, we will get back. We will do everything to to come back and. You know they come down with their they've been coming down to look and wave at us out the windows of the cars as they drop off some treats yeah. or oh, say hello so they knew they know the building is still here and that we're working our best to get back to normal
6: well that's important as well but it must be very much so. it must be heartbreaking to see those kids waving out the, the car window at it
15: is we just want to bring the bean and start celebrating our halloween like we planned yeah. but look we'll do as best we can and yeah. we're working great as a team There are six staff here and we're
6: doing everything we can. Elaine, uh, you've got a big task ahead of you and the best of luck with it and and it's great that you're getting support. Uh, Thanks very much for talking to us this morning. Thank
15: you so much. Thanks for talking to us.
6: Okay, thanks. Bye-bye. Thanks a lot. Now, we're going to take an ad break. We'll have a very important update after this, but we're going to take an ad break right now.
4: Join the conversation
3: This is the Opinion Line
4: With Hidden Hearing Focused solely on your hearing health For over 35 years They're all ears Visit hiddenhearing.ie Fox 96 FM
3: You want the biggest hits? What about a bit of them? Um, real 90s, beyond real Other people would be like You want to hear your song? I'm like, yes Love it, what a tune You got them right here. The Hit Mix. The Hit Mix. On
4: Cork's 96 FM. I want new music. I want to hear that nude soon. Fresh.
3: Fresh new music. The Hit Mix with Brian McAvoy.
4: Everything I drop is a banger. The Hit Mix.
3: On your smart speaker. On your phone. And on your radio.
4: Weeknights from 8.
3: On Cork's 96 FM.
6: It's Joe Shea sitting in for PJ this morning. Uh, some quick updates from around the, uh, the county, especially East Cork. These are some texts we're getting in from people. And if you do have any information that needs to be shared, then please do get in touch with us. Uh, just spotted army engineer vehicles heading towards East Cork. Also, for your information, water rock bri- uh, flooded at the bridge from Carrick Tool. Impassable So do not go that way. Water rock flooded at the bridge from Carrick Toole um, Bull McCabe's on the airport roads uh, this road floor, uh, sorry uh, stones around the Bull McCabe's and the airport road have washed Onto the road there. So that's very important to know because tra- cars go very quickly up and down the airport road. So that's by Bull McCabe's. Watch out for debris on the road there. Uh, road flooding in Canturk and in other areas of North Cork. Cork County Council have asked us to advise motorists avoid driving through flowing or standing water. Extreme conscious, uh, you, uh, but sorry, but use extreme cautious caution because. If you're going through flowing or standing water, you don't know what's in there. And there's stones, there's rocks, there's everything kind of washed into that water. So do not go through flowing or standing water. You don't know how deep it is. You don't know what's in there. now, uh, the, if somebody on from uh, Morning Joe, if if the army are on standby, why aren't they filling sandbags at garry yall and transporting them back to places where they're needed? Um That's a good point. I'm sure the army are doing as much as they can this morning and people are scrambling in all directions. Uh, and Chris is said at Culver's, on the way into Middleton, on the dual carriageway by the roundabout, there's a bridge on the left-hand side. That culvert is currently blocked, so if you're going into Middleton on the dual carriageway by the roundabout, take care. In fact, take care around Middleton, and we have heard earlier that you know we have to be uh, asking people not to go into Middleton if possible. Now, we talked to Pat Buckley, T, uh, T.D., uh, Sinn Féin T.D. for Cork East, but Pat's back with us now because Pat has an appeal, and it's a very important one. Uh, Pat, what's happening?
10: It's, 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 it's brilliant to have such a... We were talking about coordination when you go and any help people you can do. Yeah. Uh, we have a situation in London where we have sand, but we don't have any sandbags. Uh, and fairness too, the 2, Alexa Powers and Carrie 2, uh, Lady Bridge, gets, they were giving free sandbags, but we're actually out of them. Right. And people are packing, so I just tag them with the gang on, on, into town. So just if anybody... And if you can give my number, if you want me to coordinate with it, it's just that we have no sandbags and no sand, and people are getting a bit, uh, worried, very, very panicky. So,
6: okay, so this is what we need in Middleton, if anybody out there is anything that is sandbags or something that can act as a sandbag, because you don't need the actual, you know, army sandbags that we all know from, from war movies, to please get them to Middleton as quickly as possible. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm an
10: absolute legend. Yeah, thanks and are, I, I like to keep up the
6: places. And are you on? Are you on the ground now, in Middleton, at the moment? No, not yet. Not yet. No, you're, no, still, not yet. you're still, you're right. still Okay. Yeah. Well, listen, I'll, like let you, I'll let you go, Pat, because we, it's coming in fast today, but, but yeah. very important. If anybody has anything I that thank can you, use for all to, your yeah, no, you're we, brilliant. Well, listen, Pat, stay safe, and you'll be on the ground there very shortly. No problem. Yeah, thanks okay. a million. God bless. Okay. Um, we're going to go to Kate now. Kate, good morning. Good Morning. Okay. you wanted to make a point.
19: I do. Elio is in cloud cuckoo land if he thinks that 10,000 or 20,000 is going to sort out the problem in anybody's house. Everything is contaminated. Everything's got to be thrown out. You yeah. know? I mean, it, it, it's ridiculous. 20,000 will barely do all the cleaning if and go back to basics.
6: Yeah. Well, we heard earlier, yesterday we were talking about there's an initial fund of 10 million, I believe. Now,
19: yeah, but I, when that's spread out to everybody, yeah. it's nothing.
6: I know, but that's, and, yeah...
19: You, the foundations could be ruined as well this, there is so much to consider mm. you know
6: yeah, because floors in houses, like if you've got wooden floors on the, on the ground floor and you've been flooded out, there's a good chance that the entire floor is going to have to come up. Oh, destroyed, the
19: whole lot. And sure, yeah. look, what, did some place have eight feet of water or something? Yeah. I mean, sure, the whole house is destroyed. Yeah. No, that will never be normal. You have to strip back to the bones again.
6: Yeah. Well, okay, What what do you think? If, if the government said, OK, we're going to do this massive aid package for, for East Cork, uh, for affected areas in Cork and Waterford, yeah. but yeah. we're going to have to put a, 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 a cent on on everybody's income tax for the next two years. Do you think people would put up with that?
19: Do you know what? I, I think they would in yeah. a situation like that. I think we need to have a fund anyway, and they don't have one.
6: Yeah, no, the, you're right. And there isn't. An, and we've also heard earlier that there, a couple of politicians say that there should be some sort of incident room or there should be some sort of task force or an emergency response because at the moment, oh, you totally. know, the city council, county council are doing their best to fire. Everybody's doing their best, but it, yeah. it does seem to be a lack of coordination in some respects.
19: But I, th- I think they're, they're not uh, taking into consideration the climate change. Yeah. We're getting different rain. Yeah. It's deluge now. It's not even that misty rain that you get a few days, you know. Yeah. It's very, very heavy rain when we're getting it.
6: I know. And um, the thing is, well, what part of the country are you in?
19: I'm in Carrigaline.
6: Carrigaline. So we're talking But about, I'm lucky
19: where I am. Yeah. where I
6: live. Yep. But we're talking about Middleton today. It could be next, next winter, it could be Carrigaline, couldn't it?
19: Oh, completely. Because, you see, you've got the, the, the rivers. And I love rivers, but when things go wrong. But in a country in Europe, and I can't remember where it was, they flooded all the land way back from the town. They had a floodplain, and then they had a natural um, sort of um, the banks, you know, and um, little cut-off points in the river mm-hmm. to slow the river down, and it stopped the flooding. Yeah. So and there are ways.
6: Yeah. Well, we're going to have to. It's going to be a massive examination of flood yeah. defences in Cork, and yeah. possibly talk about the the tidal barrier on uh, yeah. the lower harbour. But, Kate, thanks very much uh, for no talking problem. to us. No problem. Thank
19: you very much. Take Thank care, bye
6: Okay. Now we heard earlier from Cork County Council about this mad issue of the damage in Glammire partly being caused by a blocked culvert, culvert and when the workers got down into that culvert they found a bicycle they found a child's buggy, they found a mattress, which is crazy. We've got Tim Brosnan who will be very well known in the area uh, former funeral councillor Tim, what did, what, what did you hear about this culvert? Well Joe that
16: culvert now has been a major source of because the flooding down there. And I clearly, in my mind, have no doubt, but it is the responsibility of Cork City Council to be cleaning those culverts on an ongoing basis. Mm. We heard earlier that, they, that the roadside bullies are cleared, 30,000 of them. They're not cleared. Everybody can see them. And I know the, the Director of Services appealed to the public to report them in. That's not good enough because yeah. City Council is paid to do that job. They should be out doing it. And in fact, there was a time when roadside gullies were the responsibility of a cleansing department. Uh, That was then switched to the roads department. And the roads department have not looked after gullies since they took it over. They only recently hired, my information is, they only recently hired two people to do the job of all the gullies in the city. There used to be a schedule that was gone through rigorously, every year, where every gully in the city was cleaned on a roll basis That's not happening anymore. And it's not good enough. Now, where the City Council, and it was the County Council, in fact, that gave planning permission down in Glenmore for all those houses, they're within 10 feet of, of, of that stream yeah. that was per- turned into a river. I mean, how can they say there was proper planning? Yeah. The planning process has gone to pass. They're building on floodplains all over the place. And even now, you see... Down the Docklands, they're trying to encourage people to go in. But nobody will buy the land in the Docklands because it's prone to flooding okay. in the longer term. It's, they're blaming climate change. It's not climate change. This is bad planning. Okay. It's like the, the situation where you had in Dublin, hundreds of apartments built and no fire safety because. How did they get permission to allow people into them? And that's where the change needs to happen. If you buy a home and it has planning permission, that should mean it is not on a floodplain, it is not prone to flooding and it's not prone to going
6: on fire Tim for a, a, a point to make here and I'm sure there's people screaming at the radios around Cork yeah the council definitely keeping the culverts clean, but what kind of Egypt throws a bed into a culvert in an area that's flooded every year. Is there not, and I'm sure you're going to agree with me on this, but is there not an element of personal responsibility as well? That we have people going around fly-tipping all over this county, and it's crazy. Somebody went and threw a bed into a a flood culvert. I mean, do you not think that even we have to start asking questions about that sort of behaviour? Yes,
16: I agree with you. But we know from Blackpool on previous occasions when the Culverstone there were flooded there are dopes in our society that do that kind of thing and the city council knows that the county council know that they cannot they cannot allow innocent people to be flooded because of that. They have a responsibility
6: to clean them. Yeah, you're talking about the River Bride in Blackpool, and that's one I've yeah. been interested in for a long time, because there was an issue there, there was a big metal grate over one of the, the kind of the bridges or the or, or underpasses, and it was yeah. completely blocked with debris, and there was a guy down there, he's on Twitter all the time, and he was raising it and pointing to it and saying this is going to cause trouble, and it did. And that part of Blackpool, the last time it got flooded, got absolutely devastated. Devastated, yeah.
16: and you know, when you see on the walk that all the, the coal politicians are putting in and the workers are putting in, it's heroic. Yeah. But all that is unnecessary if they plan properly and maintain what they have. There's no point in bringing out big, shiny plans of we're going to do this, we're going to build houses down into the industrial estate. That whole area, it's all flood prone.
6: Well, I, you know, one thing about no, the docks now, and especially down Kennedy Key and places like that, they're they not really flood prone prone, and as somebody who lives in the city centre and loves yeah. the city centre and grew up in the city centre, I'm yeah. delighted to see that there'll be more houses going down there, but yeah. the point that you're making is, they can develop there, but they have to make sure that these are flood-proof, that, they, that the defences that are needed are in place, because I think in the proof
16: and fireproof.
6: Yeah. Fireproof Do you know, well?
16: if you put yeah. in a planning application mm. to build a 10-storey block of apartments, that planning permission has to go through various departments in City Hall. Yeah. And every department should take responsibility like yeah. for environment would take responsibility for flooding. But it doesn't have to go through the fire department. No. It just passes through the movement list. They don't check it. They just look at it and yeah. see if there's anything obvious. Okay. There's no actual fireproofing of okay. planning at A- all.
6: An important point. Tim, thanks very much for uh, taking our call this morning I'm, you're
16: making welcome. and making you. i sorry to be so it's no, It's the same mistake we made over yeah, and, Tim, and over again. Tim, ev- everybody... If, if, if you keep doing the same thing over and yeah. over again and thinking
3: results
6: will be different, yeah, you know. Okay. Uh, thank and thank you. you at the okay, Thank you.
4: Join the conversation. This is the Opinion Line. With Hidden Hearing, changing lives with the latest hearing health technology. They're all ears. Visit hiddenhearing.ie. Quartz 96 FM.
3: The minds are live.
4: Join the conversation Call 818 969696. Text or
3: WhatsApp 83 396
4: Email opinion at 96fm.ie
3: This is The Opinion Line with PJ Coogan Pogs 96fm
6: it's Joe Shane for PJ Coogan on this mad busy morning with more flood warnings across Cork. Um, the one thing that we have been hearing for the past couple of days is businesses across, across Cork are rallying and helping those in need. And here's something I saw on Twitter myself last night. Um, Paul O'Halloran from Kerry's Motors. Good morning to you.
10: Morning, Joe. How are you?
6: I'm good. How are you doing this morning?
10: I'm not too bad. I apologise now for the noise. I'm just on the way home from Portland. I'm in Farrah Airport. So oh, I'm the, okay. as quiet a place as possible.
6: <laughs> okay, well, at least. And listen, you're far away from the floods again. If, if I was going to be anywhere in these better conditions, uh, Portugal would <laughs> be the place I'd choose. It's, um, it's not much better here, Joe. would follow me over. Really? Oh, my yeah. God. Okay, oh, God. Okay, so you're COO at Kerry's, uh, Chief Operating Officer, is that right? That's correct. Yeah. And tell us about what Carey's are, are offering to do for people.
10: Well, look. I, I was I was over here, and uh, my wife Rose was ringing me during the weekend. She was telling me about the what was going on. She was there with the kids and couldn't get, even get home from town. And Glanmire was completely flooded. I'm the local in Glanmire, um, and then I saw size our, our local club that won the county championship the week before. Yeah. We were celebrating on the pitch <laughs> on uh, on Sunday night, and and you see the the devastation that was in there afterwards, where they said they opened their, their the the gates to relieve the flooding from the road and. Yeah. The pitch is now destroyed, you know, and no. I just couldn't believe what I was seeing. And uh, look, a bit like we did with the with the, the fire in, in Douglas that time. We're, we're a, a community business and we said we just, if we could put the shoulder to the wheel, we would. Lots of other businesses were jumping on board and offering help. So naturally we said we would do the same.
6: Right. And, and what exactly are you offering to people?
10: Well, look, I, 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 loads of people's cars through no fault of their own in their driveways and side of the road were flooded and, you know, can't get to school, can't get to can't get to work. So in the absence of their own cars, being able to, you know, we we said we'd step in and give them a loan of a car until their own is fixed or sorted back of the road.
6: Yeah, listen, that's a great offer. And you know, you're not going to be able, one business by itself is not going to be able to help everybody who saw their cars damaged or washed away or written off.
10: Well, look, we're we're in a very lucky position. We've we've garages in Middleton, we've garages in Mallow, we've Cork, uh, Eastgate. And uh, we've we plenty of cars, yeah. thankfully.
6: Yeah, no, no, that is great. And have you had people responding to this
10: already? Oh, that the uptake has been huge, Joe. We've yeah. had 29 people so far that are now in, in, in loan cars um, and, and back on the road today.
6: That's fantastic. Uh, and And I suppose you'll be getting more calls again through the day?
10: Uh, look, as, as things progress, we're in we're, we're, we're our
6: help. Yeah. And while I have you, Paul, you're a man who knows his cars. If if your car has been damaged, but maybe not written off, so to speak, if you're wondering if it was flooded, um, what's what's the one thing you should do you know, if you're coming back to a car that maybe was caught in standing water and the engine bay got flooded or whatever? What's, what should you do? It's
10: gas. I'm actually, I, I'm, in, I'm in the car business 30 years. I'm not the most technical guy myself. I could <laughs> okay. ask the same question this morning. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, don't start it.
6: Don't start it, yeah. Don't
10: start it. No, get, get, get. give us a call. We, we'll come, we'll, we'll get a towed in and uh, we'll see if we can fix him and start it from there.
6: Okay, listen, that's great, Paul. Uh, it's a fantastic offer. It's Carey's Motors. They're offering to help people who've lost their cars with a bit of a loaner for, for, for a while until they can get back, uh, back on the road again. Thanks, Paul, for talking to us this morning from Fairway.
10: Sure appreciate airport. the call.
6: Sorry, sorry about the noise. That's Thank okay. You. You're in an airport. Thanks. Okay. OK, No, we'll go back to Middleton because we have again a man we've talked to twice in, in the past 48 hours. Mark Sinclair, station officer, Middleton Fire Station. What is the situation at the moment?
1: The situation at the moment is the, th- thankfully that we didn't get as bad as what we were um, dreading. Um, the tides is on the town again, so the, the levels haven't really dropped. Um, the crew were at the moment trying to get a bit of bit of food into them because um, calls are stopped at the moment, thank God. To death, so they're working Trojans all morning. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, um, uh, the uh, people in Middleton couldn't be any prouder, really, I'd say, of the crew for yeah. the commitment they gave there. Two of the crew, their own houses flooded, yeah. and um, they abandoned that to help other people, you know, yeah. just...
6: Well, Mark, Fantastic. we've we've been hearing from people in Middleton all morning, and again and again, we've been hearing people saying thanks to the, thanks to the, to the fire service, thanks to the guards, thanks to all the frontline responders. But we know, in particular, that you because your guys are from the town, they're retained fire firefighters, so they're, they have That's their correct. day jobs, they, yeah. and they dropped everything and they ran. And you, as you said, there was two of them that. Ran to help while their own houses were water was going into them, so it's yeah. just. And, and how much sleep have you had over the past 48 hours now?
20: Um,
1: we stood down for six hours on both nights, yeah, six hours, you know, yeah, yeah. Each, each night. So by the time we'd get into bed and then kind of just they'd run and stop and get to sleep, I yeah. suppose we'd about four hours. Like, even this morning when the, we were limping into the station because, yeah. the, their legs are red raw from walking with boots, of course. Or the skins are gone from the back of our heels. Yeah. Um, now, fair a management, they're throwing new boots at us and new equipment. Yeah. You know, it's... But even... I was just downtown again when I go, and uh, I think it's the CBS, uh, Barry Spillett, the coordinator the of the transition year. Yeah. And the whole school are out, the transition year are out trying to help people. Right.
6: Well, that's great to see the kids out and helping. So, so, this right? It's it's eleven minutes past eleven. As I'm looking at the clock here, we, we yeah. were worried about worse flooding. It is and I know it's hard to say, right? And you, and you can you can't say for definite. But in your judgment, has the worst passed now? Can people take a breath now?
1: Well, it's only my opinion, but I I think so. I'm not worried. Okay, okay. But I'm not worried. But there still might be houses that will flood. Yeah. But it won't be nowhere near. Or
6: anything like what we've experienced. Okay, that's that's a massive listen because yeah, it's a massive relief to people down there because they've been through hell in it since Wednesday.
1: No, I just drove over the 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 new Greenway, the the old railway line, and the last time back in 2014 when the when the town flooded, um, the the River the the Rockford River had busted banks. and now all the fields in the Greenway now is. It's, it's a lake. It's not a river. It's not flowing, yeah. but it's, it's a lake. And for that to happen, I think all the caves in the town are full of water because yes. there's nowhere for it to go. So let's just pray that we don't get another downpour yeah. <laughs> of rain, because that that that's, that is the biggest worry. now. Yeah,
6: we're looking. There, there is there is rain forecast for tonight and into the morning. But I it I don't think there's not a, a yellow warning uh, at the moment. Um, and okay. and as, as as I'm looking at the Metairn forecast now. Um, so hopefully, hopefully, um, the worst of it is over for for, for Cork and um, for Kerry and for Waterford. There is an orange warning has just been issued actually for Wicklow, uh, and they're going yeah. to get they're going. But and one other thing, and I know I'm going to leave you because you've you, you've been through hell yourselves. Um, I, I I know that fire services, fire crews from other parts of the county responded on East Cork, and, and I'm sure that. Made a difference for you guys?
1: Oh, definitely. Even last night when we were off the run Corvin from my responded to calls in our area. The, the area wasn't left without cover. It yeah. was just our crew physically had to switch off for right. your you know. But no, no, th- there was constantly covered yeah. up.
6: Um,
1: I, th- I, um, I think there was a couple of calls last night, and Corvin from my responded to them. Yeah. Uh, and look, I'd like to take this opportunity to thank everyone that has helped us. Yeah. Um, it was just like the community spirit was just.
6: Unbelievable. Yeah. you know. And you needed that. And and Mark, I I, ho- I know that you're all battered and exhausted. And I, you know, if, you, it's been a difficult. But hopefully you'll get a break now over the weekend. And, and hopefully. And, and again, we can only say thanks to everybody. Thanks to all of your guys and all the frontline responders. Um, in and Park. look, it's
1: appreciated. Even the people dropping food to the first station yep. to us. I mean, there's only so much food we can <laughs> eat. For it. But like, it's just the Like they've their own problems. Yeah. and their own worries, yeah. but even the local businesses, the restaurants, they're um, feeding us, it's just yeah. been, like, people just couldn't help us enough. That's it's how the, <laughs>
6: that's, that's how people say thanks, you know, it's it, yeah. great. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks again, we've very much appreciated you talking to us, mostly to keep people updated, because that's yeah. been very important. Yeah.
1: Right. Look, I, I think myself, for my own, like, I, I've lived in this town all my life, yeah. Um, I, I myself, I'm not worried.
6: Great. That's good to hear. It's reassuring okay. to hear.
1: Okay. Thank, Thank
6: you. Thanks for the plan, Thanks. Well, you know, isn't that some good news and much needed news because I've got to tell you at 9 o'clock this morning it was looking bad and Cork County Council rationing an alert and telling people, listen, brace, because it's going to happen again or it could happen again. It looks like, it made, not too early to say it, it looks like we have better news for Middleton and for East Cork. So we will keep, obviously, across that situation. And we will also keep talking to people who are helping because, uh, we're talking to Keelan Kennedy, and he's the owner of uh, the owner of KK uh, valeting, valeting and Car Wash, uh, I think down around the Middleton area. Hello, good morning. How are you doing? Keelan, I'm good. How are you doing? I'm all right. Knowing yourself? Good. You're, where are you based? I'm actually based um, in Dwyer's Road
7: in Middleton, there Middleton Interbrite Park. Right, I know just, what you are. Uh, just down past the, uh, the Path Hotel in Middleton.
6: Okay. How's your business been affected? Were you, were you hit by the flooding at all?
7: To be honest, it wasn't affected yeah. really in terms of the, the the cars around the business and the business itself. Like, yeah. but we kind of had to close there. I suppose Wednesday when we heard of all the damage downtown and yeah. stuff, and you know the floods around getting down to us. So you can't really access the place snow and stuff. You know, yeah. but um, I suppose the bigger picture really is the the, the, the damage you have after doing to the town. You know, yeah.
6: and you're trying to help you you and your team. There, you're going to try and help in your own in your own way as well. What are you offering people?
7: That's it. So we were down the to town Wednesday when it happened and we seen all the cars damaged by the floods. Yeah. So me there and a few, the, 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 the fellow walking with me and two of the lads volunteered there. Now today we're offering any car damaged by the floods. Look, we thought we just put it up there. We might get a few cars here and there yeah. or followers and stuff. But we're, we're just doing as much as we can to help people really. And people are coming down. We did a lot of cars yesterday and we're the same today. And it's just mm. to help people out, I suppose, because yeah the car's got an awful battering
6: there around the town, you know. Yeah, yeah, I know. Are you are you a petrol head yourself? Are you a car guy? I uh,
7: am, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I wouldn't be a petrol head when <laughs> right. I'm
6: the cars. Right, right, because I'm just wondering, like, <laughs> what's the what's, what's advice if you're, if people are calling you and saying, listen, my car's outside, the, the, the water was up around the windows the other day, what should I do? I mean, uh, we've heard earlier and we've heard a couple of times, the first thing you do is do not try and start it anyway. Oh, or, definitely, yeah, yeah,
7: yeah, yeah. Look, I suppose the best thing to do really is leave it sit first, leave it sit for a few hours, put yeah. the de- dehumidifier into her. Mm. Then if you can, like there's people coming down with serious floods inside the cars, you know, but yeah. if you can, um, if you can put the dehumidifier in, hoover all the water out, yeah. excess water, then stick the dehumidifier in again overnight and just keep doing that over and over, I suppose, and clean it then with a purpose cleaner, or, you know, but some, some cars there are battered, like they're, yeah. they're not the electrics and stuff, it's more mechanical issues, then with them, I suppose, you yeah. know, hopefully the insurance will cover that and stuff like yeah
6: well Keelan so KK in, in KK the, in the centre of town in from, in, yeah. in Middleton you you, you, you want to see people and you're going to be busy there and you want to help out
7: exactly help out yeah.
6: as much as we can yeah. exactly. what's, what's your social media are you on Twitter and you or on Instagram uh, or whatever? I'm
7: on uh, Instagram and Facebook yeah. KK right. Valladine
6: ok and people can see more details there
7: that's it okay. that's
6: it, Keelan you'll be you'll be very busy but it's great one of the many businesses down there that that's are helping it. people that's so it everybody's helping town
7: community great. yeah that's yeah.
6: it great Bye, okay. bud. Cheers. So. Right. Bye-bye.
4: Join the conversation.
3: This is the Opinion Live.
4: With Hidden Hearing, focus solely on your hearing health for over 35 years. They're all ears. Visit hiddenhearing.ie. Fox96 FM. The big drive home. With Izzy Show busy.
3: On Cords
1: 96FM.
4: Join me weekdays from 4pm for chances to bag yourself Oak Fire pizza vouchers for voice notes like this.
1: Any chance you could play the Becky Hill song they'll disconnect me because I'll be disconnecting myself no sharply.
4: I'll keep you company no matter what you're up to. Come here,
1: can you play some Belters only? I just need a good song to get me in the mood going up the road to Dublin.
4: And I'll be giving you more chances to escape your barking dog and kids with great prizes.
20: From myself and my partner who would love the tickets, would be fantastic Join me weekdays from 4pm.
3: The big drive home,
4: can drive me home. with Clonakilty Food Company. Be prepared for any mealtime with Clonakilty's delicious sausages, rashes, and puddings. Clonakilty, a family of great days.
6: It's Joe Shea sitting in for PJ. Um, we're going to go now to Eric uh, in Middleton. Uh, Eric, good morning hi how are you doing hi you're uh, you 're working a caretaker in middleton college and actually you 've uh, 've a very uh, important point to raise so so what is that point
10: yes i 'm just wondering if
21: anyone has any information regards getting tetanus shots right. um due to the doctor's surgery here on the main street getting damaged. And the medical centre getting damaged, there isn't actually much of an option yeah. with um South Dock is closed as well at the moment. Yeah. And just there's so many workers out there now for the last few days who've got cuts and everything on their hands, yeah. legs, feet and it's just basically wondering about getting updated tetanus shots. If there's anyone that's offering them around Middleton, okay, just to protect ourselves.
6: We'll put that out and we'll see because it's a very important point because, you know, you get caught in flood water and anything can get in there. And you could, you know, you could be looking at serious issues about that. So basically what you want to know is, and I'm sure a lot of people don't want to know is, is there any kind of doctors in the general Middleton area that can offer tetanus boosters or tetanus shots to people? Yes, okay. that's it exactly. Okay, well, Eric, we'll we'll put that out there, um, and uh, it's an important question. And very quickly, how did she get on, Middleton College? Did you have any problems there?
21: No, we were lucky enough that we we're up the hill, yeah. so most of the the area was fine. But a lot of our students have done a lot of work downtown yeah. the last yeah. two days.
6: And is that your transition? Um, your students have been out and helping. Um,
21: everything, all <laughs> all years, anyone who was available was out and did mass work yesterday. Okay,
6: well that's great to so, hear. That's great to hear from Middleton College. And Eric, thanks for calling. And we'll put that out there. Any doctors in the Middleton area can help with tetanus boosters, tetanus shots for for workers who have been cut in in the uh, in the floodwaters. Thanks, Eric.
21: Perfect. Thank you very much.
6: Thanks, bye. No, um, we're gonna talk to uh, somebody we talked to yesterday actually, and somebody who saw their business that they have worked really, really hard to build up um very badly impacted Ferret and Lee restaurant Pat Ferretter. Good morning, Pat. Hi Joe, how are you? I'm good. And and how are you today? Because I know yesterday you were it was a very tough day for you, wasn't it? Yeah, as
22: tough as you know, it's just like everyone we're dealing with is a bit of shock and uh and just trying to figure out what to do um but like today you know there's a lot of boots on the ground a lot of help mm. everyone's on. everyone the whole town is shut down everyone's out helping um which is great like it's like the town has really rallied to help all the businesses and homes and stuff like that you know so at least there's help out there and a lot of young people on the streets helping out which yeah. is great to see. Yeah
6: we've heard that actually Middleton College we were just talking to somebody from Middleton College there they've had their students out and been helping there's other schools involved um, there's been a big gang of transition your students have been helping and, and uh, from from the town uh, at the moment because there was another kind of moment this morning wasn't it there? there was that moment of fear that it could happen again um, how did you feel when you heard that first of all and how did you react yeah
14: there was a bit of
22: panic going on even last night um Last night, I suppose the people are a bit panicky and there's a lot of alerts going around. The town has, I think, Pastor Shee had a, had a post up and they kind of set everybody off. Like, we're we're all coming into town checking out the businesses again. And, um, uh, yeah, like, look, everyone's on high alert at the moment now. And mm-hmm. I think a, a couple of states at the other end of town have been evacuated and the army are on the streets now as well.
7: Yeah.
22: Um, it's, it's uh, yeah. A, like a disaster zone. At the yeah,
6: I think, I've seen some photographs. The engineers from the army uh, have arrived in the town and that's important because they are, they're guys who, who who will know about these kind of big, you know, um, earth-moving and kind of defensive stuff and and that's important. So you've seen the army out in the streets as well.
22: Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And no, I suppose it just needs a uh, big coordinated effort going on and I suppose like, it needs, needs somebody, I suppose, to coordinate the whole lot. There's a, there's a lot of people, individuals, doing different things yeah. and... Probably need more of a coordinated effort. I'd say like some of the houses and stuff like that are probably might be forgotten about a the fall, but like you know, they and there's a lot of there's a lot of damage done there, you know. So, and um, your own situation,
6: yeah. how's your cleanup going?
22: Uh yeah, we well, it was a disaster yesterday. I mean, I'm sure you saw the pictures, yes, but um, so. we got a lot of help. Um, some guys came in from the mid J Club and really took charge and cleaned the place up. And um, now we're looking at like that was the initial we got the muck out and we got the place rinsed out and uh, now we're just look- we're looking at what we can salvage we're looking at we're taking up the floors now today Um they're going to be gone timber floors so um, the couch big couch unit that we had made recently has gone as well so it's unsavable so we'll have to get that out yeah and just trying to get stuff back in now is the you know, trying to line the workers up and get stuff, and get the like even just ordering simple things like getting flooring stuff like that takes yeah. time. You know, to get it, and of you know, it's just uh, just trying to figure out that bit of uh, of the logistics now.
6: And did you meet the T. shirt or the Minister for Finance yesterday?
22: No, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't go around. All right, I, um, yeah, I didn't get out from now was, uh I say they got enough of a, they got enough of a grilling off the crowd that was there. But uh, yeah, look, look, fair play to them for coming down and look they're doing their job they've show their face and whatever. I just hope they they followed up with actions now is the is the big thing. Like, you know, yeah. there's a lot of people just need assistance straight away and not to be pushed down the road and have to you know, it's uh sometimes paperwork can be involved and in these things can be not worth a yeah. hassle, you know. So yeah, no. um yeah, I would just hope for everyone else, everyone's sake that You know, they make things easy. Look, it's it's a a disaster. There's nobody, there's nobody, no business or house or, it's, it's not their fault that this happened. Like, you know, they bought their houses and they bought, they set up their businesses and they got flooded out and it's not their fault this happened. So, it, it, it's unfair that they have to pick up the
6: costs as well like you know. yeah, and and um, read through all of that red tape and all of those that long yeah and, yeah, yeah and provide look us with the records and give us the, the you know all that kind of stuff and it, like i was saying earlier and i was trying not to, to over dramatize this but you know in 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 many european countries they would just say this is an official emergency this is an official disaster zone and we need to have a multi-agency coordinated response is that are you seeing that starting to happen in, in
22: yeah, yeah i think maybe Maybe, maybe, maybe this situation is going to, be, going to it might kick-start something for the whole country in the way that yeah. they might approach it differently in future, and and um, hopefully it will. Like you know, like it's mm-hmm. unfortunate that it's Middleton that has to maybe be the the the, the, the canary, of it, the canary uh, in
6: the coal mine, Maybe yeah, in some respects,
22: exactly. And yeah. look, it's no harm that something needs to be done anyway. I made, like the response, just there was as I was I chatting to you, wasn't there, there was no counsel, you know there wasn't there wasn't there was no state of readiness like there's no alertness. We weren't um, we weren't on guard there's anything gonna happen like you know we're ready for a lunch service and all of a sudden half an hour later we're under three feet of water. So like somebody has to be accountable for these warnings and um you know, maybe for seeing this kind of thing happening in the future, you know?
6: Yeah. Is it, is it, one thing that ninety six FM are going to be doing on a lot in the coming weeks is to urge people to go to Middleton, to go to Glamour, to the other areas that were hit and support the businesses when they reopen because even spending a few pounds and not spending it online and not giving it to Jeff Bezos and Amazon, but a a, a few pounds in the butchers, your local shop, barbers, hairdressers, doesn't matter, cafe, going to buy a coffee, it's going to make a difference, isn't it? Yeah, look,
22: look, absolutely, everything... everything, uh everything else, it's a circular economy you know you spend yeah. in your local community it comes back around again like you know everyone benefits yeah. um, not just in times like this but uh, you know as well, we could all do it a bit of a reminder to do it now and again you of know course, all, yeah. it's, it's easy to shop online and to get stuff yeah. but like you know the people working hard and setting up shops and, and we all want we all want our towns to be full of businesses like yeah. we don't want empty premises around the and place full, and
6: so. full of people because yeah. their, their kids are going to the same school that your kids go to and, and if exactly. they're you know yeah. so yeah this it's probably very early days, but do you have any idea when you will be able to reopen?
22: Um, no, absolutely no. not. Um, like, as I said, we'll get, we're get we still in the cleaning phase and, yeah. until we take up floor. And it, it's just going to be trying to coordinate, getting everything back down. Like, we've been inundated with help. Like, everybody, the amount of people offering, for, offering help is unreal. But um, it's just... There's only so much we can do and, and when it'll come down to tradesmen and getting stuff in and getting access to products and stuff like that. Like we we've lost a lot. Um yeah, and we're still counting the costs. We don't even we haven't even checked our equipment yet, like the kitchen equipment. That was uh, that could be all gone as well. Like so we we, we got it clean and we got it upright and you know, but uh, no, we have to let it dry out and see what the, the true cost is, you know. Okay. Um, which I can't imagine it'd be great, like. But um, yeah, we we'll just have to assess it as we're going along. Okay, well, we'll open as fast as we can, fast as we can, yeah. Yeah.
6: and and I'm sure the locals will support you. Ferris and Lee's great restaurant in Bingley. If you're not in Milton and you're in the area, go down and support them when they're open again. And and hopefully the government supports will be there as well because I think the 10 million figure that has been mentioned is not in any way going to get anywhere close to what's needed, and it probably will increase.
22: Yeah, it, it wouldn't. Uh, I would say you could spend 10, mil- ten million in Middleton alone. Never yeah. mind the outskirts and, and surrounding areas. Yeah, um, yeah. Let's hope they just uh, back it up now with their, with, um, with with the talk they've been they've been putting out there. You know.
6: Well, we have the Tarnisher, we have Coveney, we have the Minister for Finance. You know, we have these. We have Cork reps sitting around the cabinet table. They'll be meeting Monday or Tuesday to talk about this. Hopefully, our Cork politicians will stand up for Cork and and will remember Cork and will know that that people need help down here Yeah, absolutely, hopefully that happens Pat, thanks very much for talking to us again and the best of luck with the clean up. Okay, thank you Joe Bye bye People might have seen uh, shared widely on social media this morning uh, Dr Mike Thompson in the East Cork Clinic and he's had a devastating 48 hours in in Middleton. Uh, Dr Thompson Good morning Uh, Joe, Mike here, how are you? Mike, sorry, Mike. (laughs) Good.
14: Yeah, no more than anyone else, Joe. I wouldn't claim any special things like that, I suppose. Um, Yeah, you know, yesterday there was an era of unreality. Uh, Today, the harsh, the the economic truth that, you know, we're counting today now what it's going to be, you know. Um, We've going to show our patients all their data safe, it's clouded. Uh, mm. We've set up an alternative clinic up in the South Dock have let us use that for a week or two.
6: And where is that, where um, is that sorry?
14: South Dock is up by, um, up, not Griffin, up the other end of town. Okay. So so we're using it in, as, by day um, because three of the six doctors in Middleton premises were flooded. Yes. Um, so you just alluded there with Pat about things like the tetanus vaccines. We're going to try and get something up and running. But it's, a, it, you know, it, it was just a, a perfect, a perfect storm. And I hit us the other day. And yeah. um, it, it, the issue was just the rapidity. We we didn't have time to get everything up the up, up it up high enough. So yeah, my post this morning or yesterday, I suppose, we had our practice manager counting as we skipped everything. We put in a trailer and three skips, God. and it was ninety four thousand to be replaced. And then. I suppose we have the fit out then and then the loss of income. But I mean it's the loss of insurance I mean we pay the same insurance as everyone else. Um we're just not lucky enough to have a flood defence game. Yeah. So therefore we get excluded. And as part of saying we are looking for special circumstance. This is a this is a lightning strike once an event. Um there are, you know, at least a hundred traders who the Christmas season would be there, you know, twenty, twenty five percent of their profit. Yes. Um you've you've houses, you've two estates I think we evacuated. You know, it's it's been devastating for the town, and it's such a fantastic town. Uh, my place here now is full of GA guys and transition year students, and um, so we've actually plenty of bodies. What we need now is for it to dry out, and then the rush to get it back up and going. Because it's funny, but uh, our local carpet fitters they were flooded on the main street. I
6: saw that. I saw so, that they were flooded so, out as well.
14: Yeah. So the you know and and everyone everyone is a you know the the framer Monty's Cafe and Lee there where we'd all go to everyone is a, it's a horror story yeah. <laughs> and the 20,000, well five thousand twenty thousand it's you know um i i I think most businesses are going to be looking at at least north of a hundred and yeah. uh, depending on how you know how much stock they had and what kind of Equipment they had.
6: You probably spent five thousand on skips and trailers yesterday. In, in fairness, the council. Yeah,
14: we did. And we we ordered them, but we didn't pay for them. And then a word came around that the council, the local authority, were well, just saying skips for everyone. That's good. Oh yeah. Oh, by before nine o'clock yesterday, I, mm. I thirty two thousand euros worth of electrical stuff gone off to the wee recyclers. Um, so, but it has to. You know, it's a clinic. It has to be extra clean. And mm. and and the water was foul. Yeah. You know, and it was not pleasant. Um But, yeah, it's just fantastic community spirit. But the reality is sticking in now today, to be honest, you
6: know. Is there... In reality, is there a fear as well, Middleton, the eyes of Ireland now are on Middleton and East Cork and Glanmire as well, it should be, because we keep mm-hmm. forgetting, you know, Glanmire got an absolute yeah. hammering as well, and other parts of East Cork were very badly damaged, and y'all we saw what happened in y'all with the the the, uh, the road washed away, and the yeah. housing estate that had a basically tsunami go through it, it was crazy, um, is there a fear that, right, of course, people are talking about us now, and you know they're, everybody's sympathetic, and they're all we can't and the politicians are arriving. down. Is there a fear that in a week, in two weeks, that maybe people kind of move on to something else? Yeah,
14: we we'll keep the pressure on locally. There is always that fear, but that's up to us. We we'll keep the pressure on. We have very good local reps. We have mm-hmm. plenty of representation at all. And um, I, I think everyone understands it. I mean, what we wanted to highlight to the country was the, the sheer, like, the, 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 the devastation. It was. Yeah. Just, I, I, I hate it. Compare it to a war zone. I don't think that's particularly fair. Mm-hmm. No loss of life, but it was. It was. Apocalyptic. Like yesterday, walking down to seeing every second car was floating. There were skips all over the place. Um, but everyone's out and, and helping. You know, yeah. and it's been a, it's been the community has rallied. But it's going to be a long term effort, definitely.
6: Yeah. Listen, you're, you're a medical man. You might be able to help us out with something. You probably get this all the time, but we talked to Eric, uh, the caretaker at Milton yeah. College earlier. He was saying that workers are worried that they were in the waters yesterday, that they got cuts and... and yeah. Do they need to think about yeah. tetanus shots?
14: I suppose they need... To check, it, it was dirty water. They need to yeah. check about whale's disease. Mm. I was. If anyone has a cut, contact their locals. I mean, all, we're all open. We, we are working, albeit elsewhere. Yeah. Tetanus, most people have had their five boosters by the age of 15. Mm. Uh, if you have one within the last 10 years are covered i'd be more worried about simple other bacteria to be honest yeah. uh, so if they're getting dirty cuts any pus redness high temperature anything like that yeah. put a call into their local doctors uh, it was very interesting about the technos we should try and get up a, a clinic going um, our difficulty is we can't um, but maybe and the hospital is gone By the way, before hospital is flooded as well yeah. um, but we might try and look at something through south doc and um, the red cross just just a you know very quick thing, so we'll, we'll come back to
6: you on that. Yeah, do ago. definitely, and because people do want to know, and it's good to know that you guys are set up in South at the other end, at the other end of, the, other end of yeah. the town. Yeah, yeah. Um, you you're with patients all day, every day, and you've been around the town. Mental health wise, I mean, shock at the moment, but once that goes away, what kind of long term effects are you worried about?
14: Yeah, well, and you just get you had the mental health tsunami after COVID, especially with our teenagers, you know, yeah. Um like Joe, I, I am looking off I'm going home to a dry house tonight it's just mm-hmm. my premises now it's my livelihood but there are people who you know Christmas will bypass them I think mental health is always going to be huge there's a great sense of camaraderie around mm-hmm. but the bills aren't going to stop coming you know you have little kids there's Christmas there's all that stuff going on the show must go on mm-hmm. and I think what government can do is just make a special a special example out for Middleton and um, and put their hands in their pockets, and and we need assistance, and we need it quickly too. To be honest, yeah.
6: and it's funny because we we said earlier that Middleton maybe is was the like I said the canary in the coal mine that we're looking at something. We're still looking at a changed, we're looking at a changed environment. We're looking at extreme weather events, and we're talking Middleton and Glammire and elsewhere today. Mm. We could be talking Ballancolig, Carrigaline yeah, next next and year.
14: We, we were talking about Bangdon, and we were talking about Frome, yeah. and they're quickly out know, they have their defences, yeah. Um, because that's really all we're looking for, I, yeah. I, you know, no one's going to make a single cent out of this and the heartache and devastation that's yeah. going on, you know. Yeah. We want just to get a foot back on the ladder. Um, there's great entrepreneurs, there, there's great community spirit around, you know. Yeah. It's a lovely town, it's a, it's, it's, you know, it's a great market town, there's great buzz about it and you can see that out there in the streets today. Yeah. And so we get everyone to keep the face,
6: really. I I know from my own work with Cork Bio that we've been covering Middleton a lot in in recent years because there's been so many new businesses there. There's been new bakeries, there's been new cafes, there's been... And people... It's a town that i always think because it has that fantastic food culture around it it has mm. a great and the, the market that's been there for you the famous um, farmers market and you have Ballymaloe nearby and it, it it it's it's a town that came has come up so far so fast and so far in recent years and i i just hope that the, you're able to recover and keep that going yeah i think we'll would
14: we'll, thanks for the sentiments but i i, I think you know if people can keep pressure on their local representatives yeah. too, you know, and show sure them people in of doing it, and as you said, then next year, even before Christmas, start supporting local business. Yeah, yeah. we need all the help, we can Yeah,
6: and hopefully you can have a great Christmas, and and, and that everybody there can. Uh, Dr. Mike Thom- Thompson, thanks very much for talking no, to right. me. thank, thank you, right. thank, you. And, sure. thank right. you. and we should say that there, if if you are struggling, and if you have, if you are kind of. Finding it difficult, there are supports available always. Is Aware.ie, which is a great organisation that will provide, give you information on where to go if you're suffering from stress and depression. If you're, you know, struggling in any way with your mental health issues, uh, Aware. Also, you can ring them one 1-800-80-48-48, 1-800-804848 and then there's always the Samaritans. Uh, 116123
4: 116123 for the Samaritans. Join the conversation.
6: This is the Opinion Live.
4: With Hidden Hearing, changing lives with the latest hearing health technology. They're all ears. Visit HiddenHearing.ie. cox 96 F-
6: It's Joe Shea sitting in for PJ. Now, over the last 48 hours, it's been mad, it's been crazy, it's been shocking. Uh, We've heard some incredible stories of bravery and community spirit. Local people all over East Cork in particular and in Glanmire have rallied to help those in need. People have been saved from submerged cars and flooded homes. We've seen the best of rebel county spirit emerge, as it always does and hopefully always will. But we thought we just... Kind of talk to one person who maybe, because we can't, we can't forget our furry friends in this situation. We thought this is a lovely story. Lee Buckley is the owner of Lee Dog Training in Middleton. And um, Lee, you were caught up in a bit of a rescue situation yesterday, is that correct?
21: That's correct, yeah, yeah, I found myself uh, off site and unable to get back. Um, and we had 16 dogs on site that, with a member of staff that they needed rescuing. So we, we waded up the main street. It was kind of up to our chest. In yeah. parts, and we waded up the main street. We managed to get hold of a boat, um, and we got to site. We a lot of help from um, we managed to get to site and get to the dogs on board, yeah, because the back to dry land.
6: What you were looking at, I suppose, was the the, the the waters were coming up around your kennel, so to speak. You had a you had a Laura, your staff member, yeah, exactly. Yeah yeah, 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 20, it, yeah, yeah, 16 dogs. You're saying
21: yeah, 16 dogs. Um, she managed to keep we have a porter cabin on site as yeah. well, so. That was a bit of high ground for them, so they were they were out of the water. But once they got out, then of course they were kind of panicked and stressed yeah. by, by the whole situation.
6: That must have been very difficult for Laurie in a porta cabin with sixteen dogs with the flood flood waters rising yeah. around you.
21: She did very very well, to be yeah. fair, very very well. She kept the cool and she was still smiling at six o'clock.
6: Right,
21: and she was supposed to finish at twelve. So, good. So, I,
6: you you got into the water with with another guy. It was <laughs> it the Arnalai had a had a rib there today?
21: Yeah, yeah, we we had to at our end there was nothing really that we could use it was a body yeah. board but of course yeah. it's never going to really
6: 16 dogs on a bodyboard exactly. board so not going exactly. work
21: yeah. so myself and uh, Ronan Ronan is a guy I, I know he, he helped at one stage he had to kind of pull me along and yeah. uh, we got up to the RLI and then they, there was a, was a group of lads um, helped us out um, I'd say they were college school kids and they were very happy they didn't care about getting wet they just got stuck in and yeah helped us manage the dogs and get the dogs on
6: board. Yeah, because Lee, I'm I'm very happy to talk to you because I saw all of this. I saw, there's a video, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was everywhere on social media and you can see the red rib and you can see the guys going along, I think, from the RNLA, is it? And yourselves putting it along and in the rib there's all you can see is a load of little faces, little funny faces <laughs> Worried
21: faces wondering what the hell is going on
6: yeah. <laughs> yeah because I mean I know we're kind of, I don't want to make light of it because this is a very stressful situation for dogs and they're not the very only stressful. dogs because dogs all over Cork You know, East Cork would have had, you know, very been in a very stressful situation over the past couple of days.
21: And of course, they'd sense their owners are stressed on top of it as well. Um, So you'd have you'd have the panting, and you'd have the the fact that they were so quiet was also a sign as well. They just kind of they weren't sure what was going on. Uh, And of course, they were wet. Because we, you know, by the time I mean it happens quickly. I I left site at 12, and then at 12:15, couldn't get back.
6: Yeah, that's the thing. We've uh, again and again we've heard from people in Middleton. It, it was it, it, it was like a, gaz- a tsunami. It, it happened so so quickly. So quickly, yeah. yeah. Because we, I've seen it in Cork City, where you know they say right there could be there's a high tide at eight o'clock in the morning, so it's going up you know, from seven o'clock, and you see it and it comes up and up and up. And yep. but you know, I mean, you can you can move a car, you can walk away from it, or you can put sandbags outside the door, or you can bring down those little flood sh- shutters. Nobody got a chance to do that, did they? No. in Middleton. No.
21: no, not at all. It's just yeah. people were standing around. I mean, the people were getting stuck in and helping, but people were—you could see the shock. It was like, "What? What do we do? Um, how do we help?" Um, and there was a lot of help, to be fair. A lot of people who could have left the situation and gone home to possibly higher ground to their own houses, but yeah. they got stuck in and they—they they helped out, to be fair, which is yeah.
6: great to see. And how? Uh, first of all, how's Laura uh, this morning? She was back
21: in yesterday morning, still smiling. Nice. <laughs> Um still smiling, and we we got the place scrubbed, disinfected obviously so yeah. the water is not good um I suppose the nature of our site it's it's designed to be cleaned every day, so of course it's, yeah. it's, it's rugged enough to really get, yeah. you know,
6: and and how are all the dogs they all they all came through it okay yeah, yeah, I've been in contact
21: with their owners, and every all the dogs seem to be fine they got home had a had a wash, probably a bit of a bit of, a bit, a bit of extra uh, focus and attention, which yeah. they would have loved yeah. Um, and every we had one of them in this morning, actually. Um, but with the with the way it went this morning, we just we pulled the plug there at about about nine o'clock. Yeah, we just said, "Please, yeah. please come back in yeah. just in case it seems to have calmed." Yeah. Um, but I, I didn't want the same situation to happen again. Yeah.
6: Everybody was on alert again this morning, but it seems yeah. like you said yeah. it seems that Middleton has thankfully not faced again what it had to face on Wednesday.
21: Yeah, we think we'll really
6: had to face it again. To be honest. Yeah, yeah. Well, Lee, listen. Thanks so much for talking to us. And if anybody can see that video on so on social media, it's definitely on Corpio, but it's all over the place, and it's yeah. definitely worth seeing because it's it's, it's a little moment, beautiful. a little moment of brightness and everything that, that
21: it, is, it, is, yeah. it is, it is, it is. It seems that it's picking up and smiling.
6: Great, Lee. Thanks very much. Thanks so much. Bye bye. Bye bye. um coming up next, it's this week's ours to protect with Katie O'Keefe. But that's it from us for now. Thanks for everybody who contributed to the Opinion Line this week and especially over the past 48 hours. It's been a crazy 48 hours, but being able to talk and keep people connected and informed has been a privilege. Today's show was edited by Emo O'Hay, produced and researched by Fergal Barry. Thanks to Wayne Hilton on the desk. Uh, we'll be back on air Monday morning from 9am. Go easy and stay safe. Hours to Protect, brought to you by Cork's 96FM, the IBI and funded by Commission Naman with the television license fee. Check out hours to protect.ie for more info.
20: This week on Hours to Protect, we hear about EB, Cork's first e-bike share scheme. It's an efficient, effective and environmentally friendly form of transport for people in Cork City. EB is the brainchild of Patrick Sheehan, a bicycle enthusiast and qualified e-bike mechanic who worked in financial services for nine years, having qualified as a chartered accountant.
9: The core values of the company, which are you know sustainability number one uh, innovation number two and, and, and transport and I, I suppose the kind of objective of the of the company is to to try and aid the transition of the, a city into a, a more sustainable place for people um working and living there essentially and and what offering people uh, i suppose e bikes uh, as a substitute for cars is is what the aim of the game is essentially like yeah yeah.
20: Cork City Council recently released a report showing that two-thirds of people want to see a more sustainable city. So how does EB see itself fitting with the ideals being set out by the local authority?
9: Last year they did a local community and economic plan and you know they identified strengths and weaknesses of the city and two of those weaknesses uh, were I suppose, related to public transport, there wasn't enough of it and over reliance some personal cars so again immediately we can fit in to help that you know transport wise we can provide the people within. The City and the city suburbs, their mode of transport from A to B, and at this at the same time as well, you know, this is the aim of the game is to take people from their cars and onto bikes, um, and also people that you know maybe use an overcrowded bus that won't always arrive in time and stuff like that. I suppose if that, that, that study is what there was a study from UCC that was commissioned by the Climate Action Unit, as you said, two thirds of people want a more sustainable city. It was analysed that one third of the city's emissions comes from road transport. So. again you know that this is where cycling comes in and you know it can act as a substitute to create you know a more sustainable city essentially yeah
20: so how advanced is the overall business plan for EB in Cork? Our
9: operation at the moment is at a very kind of, I suppose you can nearly call it a minimum viable product stage where we're operating in Cork City at the moment now. We we just have 20 bikes on the road. We've partnered with uh, businesses, uh, the Marina Market, the Black Market, Oriel House, the Kingsley Cork International Hotel uh, and Vienna Woods. So you can take the bikes and you can... Go for a cycle around park for the day if you like, or you can leave them in the city as well. No, our ambition is to make use of all the public stands within the city uh, and that will lead to a more reliable service for people uh, within Cork so if we can use all the bike stands within the city, it's in pilot stage at the moment, the next iteration is uh, hoping to partner with the council and using public stands, what that will mean then will scale up the number of bikes that we have in the city which will give us the opportunity for people to use the bikes more reliable, know that there will be say a bike on the Corner of McCurtain Street every time they walk down so they can take the bike from McCurtain Street out to the Western Road to the UCC, you know, be able to rely that one will be there. And you can you can only achieve that, I suppose, confidence in the public if you have a, an operation that's scaled up and you need the operation. The only way you can scale up the operation is if you have access to the public sands.
20: So, how does eB differ from other bike schemes that are in operation?
9: All the bikes that we have are electric at the moment. So, and the, the each bike has a, a a range with a full battery in favourable sort of, uh, conditions between eighty and hundred kilometers. So, there's been there'll be very little fear that you the battery will ever run out. You and the app that, that sort of whole user process runs. Uh, via the app and the app tells you how much battery the bike will have left anyway at the same time as well as I said we need access to the uh, public stands, so uh, the TFI bikes at the moment are all docked bikes, so they have to go into the uh, uh, TFI docking station whereas ours has a security chain and a wheel immobiliser, so again you can stop up at any, you know, uh, bike stand or fixed structure uh, uh, you know, uh, connect your lock uh, to the bike and you can leave the bike there. Our, our aim is to complement the TFI bikes, so the TFI bikes are obviously uh, subsidised by the government and offer a fantastic value for money, so we're offering a different service where we'll be in many more locations will be electric and we can go much further than the TFI bikes but again we're looking to complement the TFI bikes as opposed to directly compete with them again they're, they're subsidised anyway so they'd be, it'd be impossible to comp- compete with them yeah.
20: To find out more about this venture log on to eb.ie or you can check out the show notes of this episode
6: Hours to Protect. Brought to you by Corks 96 FM, the IBI, and funded by Commission Naman with the television license fee. Check out hours to protect.ie for more info.
4: Join the conversation.
3: This is the opinion line.
4: With Hidden Hearing, focused solely on your hearing health for over 35 years. They're all ears. Visit hiddenhearing.ie. Corks 96 FM.